Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Ooh, I'm getting a little. I got a charger. It just kicked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, no worries. Okay, so let's get started then. Okay. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. We got Andy. Hey. And let's give a big Free Fall RC Podcast welcome to Nick Maxwell. Hey. Woohoo. Hey, Nick. Yeah. Hey. Nice hey, Nick. All right. So this is episode number 169 with Nick Maxwell. All right. So let's go into how's everyone's week been. How has your guys' week been? Guys's? What? I picked up the worst English down in Florida, dude. You sound like a Florida man. What's going <laughs> on? <laughs> oh, crap. No, I had to bust your chops. So uh, you want me to go first? I, I want I you to go, go first, first because you haven't been on the freaking show for like, I don't even know how long. A month like, or like two. A month, yeah, yeah. It felt like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Kevin, how's your week been? Or several weeks? My several weeks have been very good, man. I went down to Florida for two weeks. Mm-hmm. My daughter got married. Congrats. And, uh, yeah, thank that's you. awesome. Nice. It was, it was really spectacular, man. It was a really good time. Thank God the weather, uh, was, it was, it couldn't be, it couldn't have been more perfect weather. It was 72 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. And Florida sometimes gets windy. Yeah. It wasn't windy at all. It was nice. great. Oh, that's awesome. The entire family flew down. And my mother came down and it was just, it was great to get everybody together. You know, so we did the rehearsal, did the rehearsal dinner deal. And then of course the wedding and the reception. And it was, it was really cool, man. And my daughter nice. loved it. And she was just like, you know, uh, I mean, they, they couldn't have been more grateful about, you know, just everything we did. And it, we kind of right. did it all together, you know, yeah. like more or less. Cause uh, my daughter kind of knew what she wanted and, and uh yeah but know, daddy picked was, up the pad though <laughs> well not not all of it but a yeah. lot of it yeah mm-hmm. i yeah. mean but and it wasn't like she's oh daddy's picking up the tab and oh, no, you but, know, yeah, i'll yeah. just go overboard she really was oh she was I considerate mean, of it of course but i mean you know at the end of the day like you and you know whoever also additionally helped fund the, the wedding like gave her the wedding yeah, oh, definitely. She wanted, yeah. you know, yeah. over her dreams, right? So yeah. that's got to be awesome. And that's got to make you feel really good that you were able to provide that for your daughter. Yeah, oh, definitely. And a couple of her friends were there. And, you know, everybody's betting whether I was going to cry while I was dancing with her, you know. Uh-huh. And, Did you? And no. But when I walked off, like when I walked off the dance floor, one of her friends was bawling. Like, and that like just that crushed me, dude, to see her one of her friends just and one of her yeah. friends is really isn't really in touch with her family you know and yeah. so i was like oh shit you know i kind of uh, but she was yeah it was it was but it was a great time man we really had a good time and then they went off to thailand dude for That's their honeymoon crazy wow and they saved they saved for a year to pay for that yeah like they they saved for an entire year yeah, yeah. To help uh, out with the wedding and to and to pay mm-hmm. for that trip. So it is really cool, man. It's but uh to get back to the hobby, while I was in Florida, I checked out a local hobby shop that was probably half the size of a one car garage. Mm-hmm. Uh it was a lot of ground stuff, maybe a couple of drones. Um, but the guys were cool, you know. Uh I hung out there for a little bit talking to those guys and 
I brought my, I sent my, my, uh, USB transmitter thing from real flight down to Florida and I did sim a little bit. Oh, cool. While I was there. Uh, but just, I, you know, I guess I didn't realize how much the wedding was weighing on us as, you know, my wife and I and just everything. It's just constantly yeah. in the background. Right. So once it was over, man, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Now I'm going to spend some money. So <laughs> nice. I, I didn't, I didn't go crazy. I, I went on to, uh, Horizon and I bought a Nano S, uh, Heli and I bought an Inductrix because I don't have an Inductrix FPV. So I, I bought that, um, just to screw around with, you know, uh-huh. I was, I was thinking about buying something bigger, but you know, maybe not right now. I want, I want to do some stuff on the Jeep, but, um, yeah, flew the Nano a little bit. I wanted to mention this because maybe our listeners can uh, help us out. <laughs> I I went through the manual and did the programming, and it seemed like everything worked the way it should, except the 3D mode. When I was out in my driveway and I clicked it into like it's it's um, stunt two, you know, it's what the radio says it is, but mm-hmm. it's your 3D mode, it's your top mode. It just took off straight up. And like full pitch, full. What? It was full, uh, you know, a hundred percent on the RPM, uh, when you clicked it into that, which was normal. That's what it should be. Program it for that, um, the throttle curve. But then it just went completely, and the pitch curve is <laughs> zero to a hundred, and it just took off straight up. And I'm Holy clicking shit. stuff and you got rescue stuff. on or something. That's what I thought. So I sw- I swapped that around, did the exact same thing every time I clicked it up into that top bank it would just take off straight up so i don't know if i got a bum one or what but uh wow i was like all right i fiddled around with it for like two hours i remember i was like i texted you guys and i was like this i'm freaking so pissed at this Uh, (laughs) i had a nick simpson moment i was just (laughs) been out of shape so i Uh, why did you send us a video then Oh no, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I wouldn't know. Definitely wasn't that bad. But I was like, uh, I was having flashbacks to the 450. You know, I'm in my garage with a helicopter, and it's smacking it's, it. <laughs> it's going crazy. <laughs> yeah. But um, what did I, I? Well, I got home when I after I got home too. Uh, I did some cleaning in the garage, dude. I threw out a ton of stuff. Like I, oh, yeah, I trashed. FT Explorer is gone. My Spitfire is gone. Um. I trashed a lot of FT planes because I really don't know if I'm going to fly them anymore. I'm definitely, I probably won't build any more FT planes. I, I don't know, man. I'm really to the point where I, yeah. if I build something or I'll probably want to buy it. I, I, if I fly another plane or get another plane, I want it to last, you know, not saying that they don't last, but I want it to last more than a season, really. Well, I mean, not even that. Like, you, I think you're, you're to the point where like the foam board is just, I don't know. I think it's like I don't know. For myself, I can't. I guess I can't speak for you, but for myself, I, I knew that I kind of grew out of the foam board, and then I just I didn't want that. Like I'd rather buy a balsa plane and crash that. And yeah, sure, it's a pile of sticks after, but you know they just fly better. They just they're lighter. They just everything about it seems better. You know. Yeah, my 4S Vigan, I got rid of that. I kept all the parts, mm-hmm. the, you know, intact, so I could just yeah. build another one. But that one was getting beat up and. Yeah. I'd like to do something, maybe line the wings with something, or I don't know. Just little EDF wings or something like that? Like, just maybe, uh, you know, wrap them in tape, but put, like, barbecue skewers on the wings or something just to make it more a little more durable. I'd say fiberglass to your next one. Or fiberglass, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Could try that. Mm-hmm. And that's all I've been doing, man. Simming a little bit. 
I had to order parts for the uh, for the 690, which kind of got late ordering that. Did you ever get your clunk in? I did get the clunk, yeah. Okay, because we got to finish that. We got to finish the uh, yeah. logo, yeah. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, I need yeah. that out of my garage. I need that out of my garage. <laughs> no, no, it's not because of that. It's because I'm doing a lot of woodworking stuff now. So, like, I don't just, you know, like, I don't get too much sawdust on it now. I was going to say, now it's got dust all over yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it does. You got to, we no, got to. It really does. We gotta, we gotta get that clunk in there, fuel it up, and let's get some flights on there. Let's break that motor and get some flights in. Is that something we can do with the field if I bring it this weekend? Uh, yeah, possibly. Or I mean, if you want, I would think like come over for an hour on Friday, and we can probably bang out the fuel clunk, start it up. You know, because we really just have to do the clunk and the um, the hell's that thing called your your switch glow? Just get that like mounted and wired up. Yeah. So it's it's between that like just it's really just those two and then I'd say bring your V control over and we'll get it all programmed and set up properly and then we can test start the motor and make sure that the motor runs and you know that everything looks okay and then yeah bring it to the field and we'll fly. Okay. Well, you'll fly a couple gas things to break it in. Now um what uh, oh I have nitro for that. I was just going to ask. Uh but yeah, I think you I have should a have 30%, right? Yeah. I don't think I have 30. I think I've is it 20, 22? I don't know what, what I got there. I thought it was different because it was the 105. I thought it was 30. No, the 105 is 22 and a half. I think the, the 91. Oh, and then I, I have 30. Oh, yeah, okay. I think you have 30. See how much of a nitro noob I am? I yeah, even no know. worries. You'll, you'll it doesn't get matter. Whatever you've got, it'll work. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for braking. We're going to be dumping so much fuel in that carb. It's not even going to yeah. matter what percentage nitro we got in there. Okay. That's all I've been doing, man. Yeah. It was a good vacation. Yeah, yeah. Congrats again, man. That's that's got to be a a milestone, you know. Your yeah, daughter dude. getting married, like yeah, I can't even. Dude. That. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's um, good. He, um, yeah, it was cool because before the wedding, we we were all kind of hanging out in a hotel local uh, before the wedding. So around and the wedding was around four ish or something. So around noon, the well, the the women wanted lunch, and my, you know, my brother in law, my father in law. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were all together and we we're like, well, screw this. We'll get the women, uh, lunch and we'll go across the street to, we were like right on the water. We went to this, uh, Captain Hiram's place in Florida, man. And we were li- literally right on the dock. I'll, sh- I'll show you pictures. Mm-hmm. And we had seafood, dude. And nice. And, uh, it, we had, uh, my one brother in law had clams and it was just, it was awesome. We had a really good time, a couple of drinks and it, it was really cool just to have the guys, you know, we were just hanging out, you know? Mm hmm. It was it was awesome because we don't do that, you know. We're always with the family, and you know we don't we don't do that kind of stuff too often. It was great. It was a really good time. Awesome, excellent. So, what do you guys have been blowing up? Uh, should I go next or yes, Andy? Steve? I want to hear about. <laughs> I want to hear all about this one. I want to hear about your adventures over the weekend. Yeah. So I flew Saturday. Hunter's birthday was actually on Sunday. I oh. yeah. So so my boy turned two. But on Ooh, Saturday, awesome. you know, I got out to the field probably around like 11 o'clock. It wasn't super early. And, you know, it was, it was an amazing day. It was like 70 degrees T-shirt day up here in, in the Northeast. And the winds were, you know, a little, maybe 15 mile per hour. Nothing crazy. Not, nothing, you know, that we don't normally fly in. But I was I was doing a, I did a couple of flights on the Goblin 500, and I started doing some overspeeds, and I saw, also started doing, um, I've been working on loops. So 
when I, you know, I've been working on my circuits and my hurricanes and my, you know, all, what is it? My all eights or whatever. Um, but in the meantime, like, as I kind of get like, not bored, but like, all right, now I want to switch it up. I've been doing these combination loops and, and I'm calling them combination loops. I don't know what they're really called, but you're basically doing a half loop up. And then like, so I'm doing a half loop upright into inverted. Then I'm doing a half loop from inverted to upright. And then I finish that loop by coming down inverted. And then like, so figure eight loop going vertical, mm-hmm. if that makes okay. sense. Yeah. Um, I'm doing some of those and like, you know, at, at certain times, like the way that it comes down, you can do a nice overspeed. And so that's pretty cool. And I, I might've done like one or two overspeeds. I'm not really that proficient in it yet, but, um, you know, I, I, it's weird because like I'll smack the Goblin 500 like crazy, like pow, pow, do my little combination moves that I do. And, and like, you know, my half heroes and all this stuff are really aggressive, really fast, really like the, you know, like pitch pumping and nothing's wrong with it. Everything's fine. And then the moment that I'm starting to do these like very slow, huge, you know, hundred foot big power loops, um, you know, combination figure eight loops, uh, at one at one of the loops I was doing, it just the helicopter just blew up. And what I mean by blowing up is I had a failure of sorts, and I think it's related to the the Goblin Five Hundred. I've had two prior crashes on it. And with the plastic servo tray, I just I didn't notice anything wrong with it, but I'm sure there was a hairline crack because the head, main shaft, the the little bearing block um, that mounts to the servo tray, and the main gear, that whole thing ripped out of the helicopter <laughs> about 150 <Dude. laughs> feet up in the air. Dude, from the pictures I saw, just. Uh, for our listeners, you know, picture in your mind a helicopter flying along and it being just ripped apart from the inside out. No, yeah. no. Picture a helicopter flying along that somebody put a half stick of dynamite inside. And blew up. Yeah. yeah. So my, <laughs> my transmission plate on the Goblin 500 um, had had some damage on it. Um, I don't know if it's from the crash or from, from, you know, from when the actual helicopter fell and hit the ground because it fell for... Like it fell a hundred and some my feet. Like it was, you know, I was doing big figure eight loops, so it was up there, and it just like that. Like tray was a little bit damaged, but the servo tray was gone. It was in like five different pieces. Some of the pieces I didn't find. Some of the pieces were still on the servo mount. Like the mount, the servo was mounted to it, and I lost half the bearings. Like everything just exploded. Oh man, um, my canopy got shredded from that whole thing getting ripped out of the helicopter. So main gear, think about if you just took the helicopter in your hand and your left hand, you held, held the landing gears in the bottom frame, all right, right, the bottom part of the main frame. And then you just took the head and it's like, you're a Superman. You just fucking ripped it right off because that's <laughs> what it looked like. That whole servo tray thing. And I, it had to have been fatigued from a crash because these things don't break like that. Like I know they're right. G10 and they're plastic, but they still, they don't break like that. They're engineered not to, just fall apart like that. And so I think, you know, um, I crashed it. It was crashed once at, um, at, at the field where I was, I crashed on the head. Uh, so that probably impacted servo tray definitely, or the main gear and the way that, the the main gear, um, the hub mounts to the servo tray. Um, and then 
you know, um, Dan was flying it at, at the free fall last year and, you know, he was doing a lot of TikToks and hit like seven balloons and it basically slowed the, it lagged the blade enough that it, it, it basically lagged the heli and fell on the ground. Um, so that was another time where it hit the ground, primarily the blades hitting first. So the main shaft, the spindle, that part of the helicopter taking the grunt of the, the impact, right? And I, you know, I looked at it, but I just, I, I didn't really take it apart. And that's my fault. I should have taken it completely apart and, and looked for any fractures or hairline cracks or anything like that. But, um, yeah, that thing freaking exploded. And, you know, people are like, oh, I'm so sorry. No, don't be sorry. I'm not at all, like, upset about it or anything because it was such a crazy sight to see. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't, ex- I can't even explain it as well. As like you know, when seeing it, and the crazy part is, is before that flight, I was like, oh man, I'm kind of getting down to my last pack. Uh, it was actually my second to last pack on the the Goblin 500, and I was like, I should record this flight. I'm like, eh, I'm just gonna put around. I'm not gonna do anything crazy. Oh, oh man, I wish, I wish <laughs> I recorded it because it it was just so spectacular, like spectacular. It was just wow. Uh, it's funny because uh, Mike, our you know our, our friend, was like. You know, like, I heard you flying, and then, like, I, you know, for some reason, I looked over, and I saw your helicopter, and then it just exploded. So, he caught it, and I'm like, oh, at wow. least someone else witnessed this, too, because it was freaking amazing. <laughs> Damn. I saw, I saw many, what was it, the main gear I saw that was, like, bent up on the side? Yeah, so a quarter of the main gear is gone, and the main gear hub, the one-way bearing hub, was bent yeah. up. That was insane, man. Yeah, so I think when if when that top servo tray failed, it basically, you know, the main gear. I think, from what I'm seeing, is one of the servos, the five thousand one uh, BK servos on the bottom has a big, not a big dent, but a dent and a scuff mark. I think the main gear ended up hitting that, and it cracked the main gear and bent that metal um, one-way bearing mount down and it ripped out of the helicopter You're like it i mean but it happened so quick and i just see yeah. the rotor head flying one way the freaking um when the rotor head came off it boom strike so that cut the boom the yeah. belt got tangled around the rotor head and i see the <laughs> rotor head falling one side i see the the tail boom on the left side and i just see in the middle you know the the main frame and the canopy just come down like a rock and boom hit the ground damage wise yeah it's it's more like what's not broken than <laughs> what is broken. So it is a rekit. I'm I've I've already put another order in, so I'm just gonna get another helicopter. It'll be Damn. it'll be less time for me to figure out like just to buy another helicopter right. than to like figure out what parts are bad, what bearings need to be replaced, what spindles are bad. You know, like because I lost links, I lost like I lost um, servo arms with the ball links and everything like. Shake got tore up. <laughs> you know, that's all I can say about it. But it was so spectacular. I just like, oh, I wish more people were there to see it. <laughs> it was so cool. I wish I, you had videoed it. I know, me yeah. too. And, I mean, too. Me too, man. And it was such a, like, I don't know. It was, I've never seen this happen. Like, I've seen, I've shot, you know, back when I used to fly the Oxy 3, the Tri Blade, I shot a whole blade grip off and, you know, in the, in the helicopter eat itself. But right. this was like, to see the rotor head with the main shaft, and the main shaft doesn't look bent or nothing, uh, you know, like and all the main gear and like the hub and everything's like still intact. 
Yeah, I mean, know, this was like piece? from the inside out, from the heart of the helicopter <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. Not, not the blades doing the damage first. I mean, that right, must have right. been oh, insane. Yeah, dude. so it just ripped out and smacked itself. It just went pow, and three things just fell down from the sky. And I was like, wow. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. So, <laughs> so no worries. Um, you know, like I said, I got another. Oh, and the motor got a nice gash in it. I'm still going to run it. I think oh, it, yeah, I hope it hopefully it'll balance okay. But the uh, the motor can like the outside, you know, because it's an outrunner, has a nice like, you know, a centimeter and a half gash. So I think you have to go on up. the other side and drill it out. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Even it out. I mean, it'll be fine. If not, um, you know, this will give me the perfect reason to to go with uh, an Exova motor, just because I, you know, I, I definitely um, I like I like the way the Exnovas look. I just like the red and black. <laughs> So I'll probably uh, try to to run that next if uh, if this motor does give me any issues, so I'll probably replace it. Okay, so then the next one, <laughs> the next was the 3D Hobby Shop. I don't know, it's like a Veloxi or VL VX something, whatever name. I don't know. It's some used 3D plane I got from Bill, and this was sort of you know. <laughs> it's, yeah, I this got was, a grab about this one. Yeah, yeah. So I got a gripe about this one. So first of all, <laughs> uh, I put the plane on the table, and it wind takes it and kicks it off the table, and then I'm like, "All right, whatever. I don't give a crap. You know, this this plane's not gonna survive today, anyways." Um, I was like, "Okay, let me see. Let me get the. You know, I got the radio. I got the battery in there. I got it all set up." And I'm like, "All right, wait a minute. My elevator doesn't work. Fuck. Okay, okay." Oh man, one of my ailerons don't work. Fuck. All right, I, I I can't just I can't just fly with one aileron and rudder. I need an elevator. So you know, I'm not a 3D pilot like for planes. I can't I can't just knife edge it and give you know a rudder to give a simulator an, an elevator. So I took the rudder servo out and put it on the elevator. Taped the rudder. Taped the one aileron. So all I was running is one aileron on the right side <laughs> and the rudder. And even the rudder was like, you know, like wasn't centering right. It was just all screwed up. And, you know, and I was half thinking like, oh, man, do I just pack it up and, you know, replace the bad servos? Because, you know, they're like the cheap Hobby King nine grand blue servos. Like, you know, like whatever. I don't care. I have a whole stack of them at home. Right. And I was like, nah, I came out here for a purpose. I'm doing this. So <laughs> put the battery, got the battery plugged in. We're like, okay, we're going to do this. And I take off. And, you know, for some reason, I was like, I think it's those heavy. It was freaking tail heavy as cra- as hell. Like, it just didn't want to, like, fly level. It wanted to fly like a Harrier, right? Just wanted to fly with the tail being down. So it's just kind of like fly, fly, whatever. I'm just going to pitch this over. It's just going <laughs> to, this is not going to end well. And so I did, and I started rolling, and I tried to like correct, and I correct the wrong way, and I was like, "Screw the rolling, just gonna keep the nose down, and and let's see what happens." And it goes in, and I was like, "Really? Eh, that's kind of uneventful." <laughs> and then Perry's like, "I see smoke," and I was like, "What? <laughs> smoke? <laughs> it's on fire!" You know, <laughs> run out and you know bring the fire extinguisher and uh and you know douse it a little. Um, I don't think it, you know, it wasn't really that bad. I just, you know. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I, I mean, the airframe wanna, was trash, but yeah. What's I, that I bad just want to know why you crashed it eight miles away. 
Why don't you do it right where you could see it? <laughs> well, the problem is, is <clears throat> knowing mm-hmm. that there's a potential fire hazard, I, I didn't, I, wa- I wanted to make sure I was safe about it. And, you know, it's like before you know it, it just kind of gets out there. So, and I really didn't have a lot of control. And it was, it was a handful trying to fly the heli- uh, to fly the plane that was that tail heavy. Because it just didn't want to turn. It just kind of wanted to flop all the time. And it, it felt like it was constantly stalling on me, even though I was on the throttle. Uh, maybe the prop was too small. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know what it, maybe the motor KV. I don't know. I, this, this was the maiden, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And it's funny because a lot of folks were like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then, and then like, yeah, a, lot of people give, a lot of people give me shit like, oh, you should stick to helicopters. I was like, you listen to the show. Just the talking about this for like three months. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> or this longer. Is a, dude, the yeah. video was kind of like you didn't really. It was I don't know what was more believable, your video or the guy cutting the tree down with the car in the way. Like I was like, what? You kind of made it look like it was on pur- not on purpose, but you know what I mean. It was kind of like you at the, the video itself. So, if you took the video outside the the show, you know. It, it kind of yeah. looked like, oh, it's going in, it's going in. And, you know, so I can see how people would have been like, yeah. hey, yeah, dude, yeah. you suck at everything. So, so, <laughs> so, I mean, for the folks that listen to the show, you know, um, I've had this plan for a while. The second thing is, is that, like, I'm at an AMA club. Like, I'm not, you know, like, we should never be purposely trying to crash something. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. that doesn't look good. So some of it was an act. But you saw that I had the fire extinguisher where they don't. That's not normally where the fire extinguisher goes. No, it's like, you had it ready to go. You're yeah. right out there with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you know. So I don't want to make it so it's like, oh, this guy's trying to crash planes on purpose, you know, and get like get the club yeah. in trouble, get yeah. myself in trouble, or you know, especially being a public video. Next um, time we're gonna do it here at my house. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Uh, next we time, got none of those rules, dude. Yeah. Next time we're gonna shoot at it as it's going down because we can do that. Yeah, with, with flare guns. Well, I do also have a can of tanner, right? If we can somehow work that into it, that's yeah, too hard to do anything yeah. with. But yeah, well, well we, could, we just put a uh, you know a blank charge, a, a blank you know shell, let's say, pointed right at the tanner with uh, with uh, some type of hammer type pin device that would activate <laughs> on impact. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but even then, that's not, it's not spectacular because it mm. just explodes. You want like a fireball. We got to get Bobby so. Watts and his like FX buddies from the movies to come out. <laughs> yeah. Give us a whole rundown. So but I think, um, I think next, fi- sorry, go. The fireball thing, Andy, is a lot of gasoline, which I don't know if yeah. you're doing it. Sure you can. Like I'm not. Okay. So do we just have to do the remote igniter. That's I'm in Tennessee in the middle of freaking nowhere. Do anything I want. <laughs> All right. I have another plane that we can set this up for. Okay. And I also have an F-16 that I'm willing to do the same thing for jet. An EDF. <laughs> an 80 mil EDF. Uh, so so basically... Um, we have, we're losing listeners by the minute. <laughs> People are yelling at the radio. It's like, you assholes. I I'll think take that's the yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. I'll take that jet. It's, 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 you know, yes, I know, you know, if someone wanted it, you know. Like, I've already given out enough planes. Like, I've, I've gave, like, you know. <laughs> I think I hear Muse yelling at the radio right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. I'll take that jet. <laughs> um, 
I don't know. As you know, the jet to me is just taking too much room. And yeah, I can hang it up, but I don't know. No, I hear you, dude. That thing is it's massive. Uh, it needs to it yeah. needs to it needs to fly, but it needs to also have a a new home and it's not going to be in my garage. So whether it's in, and I didn't post the pictures, but you know, or in a video, because I was like that plane, like I put it into like three different garbage cans to spread it out, like spread the ashes, <laughs> spread the spread pieces. The evidence? <laughs> no, no, not evidence. I mean, it just went in like, it wasn't like, it didn't even, it was just smoked. It didn't even like light on fire. Oh, okay. um, but it was like, you know, it's like kind of like spreading the ashes of like the, you know, like to spread the love, right? <laughs> so I was like, in each garbage can, I put little pieces in, like a wing here, a wing there, a few slots. I ripped the tail off. I, I took all the controls. Like I took all like the control horns and everything that I could, I could potentially yeah. use and stuff in another kit or something else. But um, yeah. But I, I do have another. It's a little bit bigger than that. I would say that that was like a forty something inch, forty two inch, and I think I have like a forty six or forty eight inch. I don't know the brand, but it's a, it's an Edge 540 3D plane. So, and it's, it's you know, you know what I think. Some people, because of the way you had it, the 3D hobby shop, I bet people thought that was your new plane you just bought. No, no, oh, no, that's not. I think no. so? Oh no, I know it it's be. not. But it do you be. think maybe at just first glance people thought that like oh he crashed his new plane on the maiden. I guess if they didn't, if they didn't look closely enough, especially that first picture, like where half the covering was taken off on the side because it was so patched up with pieces of balsa to get like to fix it because it's been in many crashes. Yeah. Good job, like, Bill. The, well, the I'm just if, if somebody saw the uh, the thing for the video, they might have thought you were flying your new one. True. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. That one is nice and safe in my garage, and and. To tell you the truth, Andy, I know you hear like fly it so I could buy it. I even if I, you know, even if I fly it and don't want to fly it much, like you know, to fly sparingly, it's such a beautiful plane. Like they are the, cool. This version, especially that's because, one you should hang up in your garage. Yes, yes, because yeah, really when you nice. look at the 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 framework inside, mm-hmm. every single piece of carbon, uh, every single piece of plywood, like the ribs, like the your bulkheads, right. And all the pieces, they're all layered with carbon fiber. It looks so beautiful inside. Yep, it looks so awesome. well engineered. Yeah. Yep. And, and I think it's this version, too, that they've done this or maybe. Right. That's when they started too. adding all that carbon and stuff. Yeah. So they like, made them lighter. Mm-hmm. So I, I like, even if I don't want to fly, like, I want to hang this up. It's a beautiful plane. It really is. Like, just hang it upside down with the, you know, landing gears mounted to the to the roof of my garage with the wings on and everything. Yep. It would look just amazing up there. So, um, you know. Uh, but you know, I have all these other 3D plays. What am I gonna do with that? You know, like I don't want to <laughs> fly them anymore. But I might as well give them a proper airplane funeral, right? I don't know. So yeah, you know, I think the the. I mean, even then, it's like after seeing the uh, the goblin blow up <laughs> midair, like see the see the 3D play go down. I'm like, ah, that's kind of disappointing. It was yeah. anticlimactic. Yeah, exactly. Because it was so like, right before that, like it was literally the flight before that, the, you know, the goblin blew up like that. And I was just in stole the amaze. Thunder. Yeah. But yeah, I got another one coming and I also have another 3D plane that we can, you know, maybe next time we got to definitely plan a trip down to, uh, down to your way. So, We'll get something going. Yeah. 
cool. All right, like Andy. A fireball. Like fireball. literally a fireball. Like I want I want literally. fire coming out of that that cow just flaming yeah. back at the wings and everything. Yeah. On the way down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fireball. Fireball. <laughs> exactly. All right. Andy, well, I had so, a good yeah. I had a good weekend as well. I did uh, take Saturday off and went up to the Tired Iron Aviation Fun Fly, George Baker's house. Yeah, cool. Had a lot. Had a, a good time. I took my kids, and the whole way up there, they're like, "Man, I don't know. This is gonna be like every other fun fly where we just have to sit and watch people fly for three hours." <laughs> like, eh, I don't know. Well, once I got up there and they started running around and got hooked up with some of the other kids uh mm-hmm. they just had a fantastic time oh, nice. that's great. yeah my daughter didn't want to leave we stayed oh, wow. till like oh it was probably 10 30 when we left at night wow yeah at night. they didn't want to leave they just wanted to they wanted to spend the night or hang out or just whatever as long yeah. as we could it, it was fun to see them have a good time at, at a flying event yeah, that's great. Yeah, that was awesome. And we had some heli guys. Uh, Craig was there, and mm-hmm. uh, Ray come up from Knoxville. Ray and Bacon? The, yep, Ray Bacon. Nice. And then the new guy, Derek, from Johnson City, he was over there. And he had one of those, uh, the S2, the Nano S2. Okay. Kevin, and I, it was flying really well. I didn't fly it, but Ray flew it once uh, outside in the wind. I was doing 3D with it. Ugh. So I'm, I don't know how he set idiot. it up or whatever. I didn't really pay any attention because I just assume, well, you just probably do yeah, two, three follow things. Right. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Most of my stuff has been that's bind and fly is horizon hobby you know is spectrum based yeah and sure. i never had any problems with oh no, no anything even the v2 easy. when we flew the mm-hmm. 230 yep yep but i don't know i don't know what the hell i did i gotta yeah check it again there could be something did you oh that reminds me did you look at your like the output monitor screen and see if like an auxiliary 2 was on or anything because i had yeah. that on the the 230, the aux 2 was on the knob, and the knob was turned all the way one way, and it was causing it to be in safe mode all the time. Oh, that's right. You did say that. So once I put uh, init inhibit on the auxiliary 2 channel, it fixed everything. So there might be some little tiny might be something, something like that. somewhere that you've overlooked. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's a good good point. I think that's the only thing I didn't move was that knob. Yeah. Uh, but up at the uh, event, it was super windy, so all the guys with the planes were pretty well parked, so it was pretty. It was just helis. I nice. Mean, guys flew uh, jets a couple times, and one guy had a uh, Visionaire. He was windsurfing with a little bit down at the far end of the field. But basically, it was just one after the other heli flight, which was cool. Cool. And that's uh, George is such a cool guy, though. I mean, I know I've talked about it several times. He's been on the show. But what a great, like, ambassador to the hobby. Mm-hmm. He just invites these people over and 
feeds everyone and you know work on your planes or if you wow. need help like there was a a guy uh, come up i think he gave him a an older cub just to practice with you know one of his old beat up uh sport cubs just a good guy can't say that enough it's a really nice group up there that tired iron aviation bunch cool so I flew, let's see, I flew, all I took was my Nitro and the 516. I flew each of those a few times. Didn't do a lot of flying, mostly just hanging out, watching the other guys, watching the kids have fun running around. Mm -hmm. So you got a picture posted on our Facebook page, you and George. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if anybody wants to see what he looks like, George or Andy. Check him out or me. There's not many pictures of me out there, so you should feel privileged if you get to see me. Yeah. <laughs> there's the more than you know. Years, there's quite a few. Yeah. Th- only few since more. I joined the podcast. Before that, there was zero pictures of me anywhere mm. on Facebook. <laughs> the back of my head is all you could ever see. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, other other than the, that, I really haven't done anything. I've been working getting ready for the spring planting season to about kilt me. They like the dark bullshit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kevin's talking about all the fun he's had in Florida on vacation. I'm like, damn, all I've been doing is working all day, every day. All right. Like, that's it for me. All right. Let's go right into the main talk. All right, so let's get to know Nick a little better here. And we got a couple of questions that we want to talk about. And then we'll kind of go into that and do some top 10 after that. So uh, so first question, where are you located? Uh, I live in Huntsville, Alabama. And uh, originally grew up in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, but oh, okay. now in Huntsville at uh, Futaba. Oh, awesome. Nice. And how long have you been in, in the hobby now? Uh, I started flying airplanes at a really young age. I think I was four or five when my dad started having me fly airplanes. Um, and then I got my first helicopter when I was 10 years old. So 1998. Wow. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It was, it's definitely different. It's been fun watching the helicopters change over the last 20 years. Well, I'll bet. Yeah, I'm sure. A lot of changes, huh? Uh, so do you now only fly helis or do you also fly planes and dabble multirotors? Um, it's mostly helicopters. Um, I enjoy flying airplanes and I enjoy the FPV racing uh, as well if you got a good group of guys to fly with. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I am terrible at FPV. <laughs> <laughs> I've hit myself. You name it, I've hit it. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> And then uh, airplanes, it's just kind of sometimes on the weekend, go out and play around. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, so what got you originally interested in the hobby? Like, I mean, just because your dad was kind of getting you into it or was there any interest in aviation? Yeah. Um, so my father was an airplane guy. He did pylon racing. Um, oh, and so at a younger age, uh, I had gotten pretty involved in the pylon racing because that was what he did. And uh, we were at one of the 
there was a local guy uh, named Ron Goodyear who used to fly helicopters out of the flying field. He was a good pilot, but he never really did a lot of the 3D stuff. And then uh, I got to see a 3D helicopter fly somewhere. I think we were at the pilot. We were one of the pylon races, and somebody did 3D with a helicopter. And uh, I think that was kind of like, oh, I don't want to do airplanes anymore. I can fly backwards with helicopter. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. so, about, about what year would that be, Nick? Like, that was probably time. nineteen, probably nineteen ninety seven. Um, okay, Ooh. and then I absolutely begged my parents for a helicopter, and mm-hmm. uh, there was an advertisement that Century Helicopters used to run that said, "This is the perfect thirty size helicopter for airplane guys." Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I I need to Google it and see if they're still in ad, but it was a Century Hawk, and their whole marketing plan was that this was the perfect helicopter if you're an airplane guy wanting to get into helicopters mm-hmm. so uh for my 10th birthday i got that that hawk w- was it perfect was the helicopter perfect for an airplane guy yeah uh no <laughs> <laughs> that's what i figured i just wanted to ask <laughs> no it was the best the biggest problem with that thing was always the clutch mm-hmm. it had a plastic plastic clutch bell oh, and man. so jeez, if the liner and stuff wasn't real it was a cheap helicopter the whole kit was i think it was two hundred dollars or something it was all plastic and wow yeah the raptor absolutely killed century when they came out with the raptor 30 sure so nick you said your dad flew pylon racing Mm -hmm. geez how was that that must have been crazy (laughs) yeah i always enjoyed that and i still do to this day i still have a pylon racer and i'll sometimes go to pylon event every once in a while um I mean, I'll be honest with you. My dad was never really a top pylon race. He was competitive, but he, I mean, he wasn't winning anything. Um, and neither, neither was I at that age. And it was just, I mean, the airplanes are 200 miles an hour. They're, they're a 40 size airplane, but they have real souped up engines. There's no, mm-hmm. no carburetor. It's just a straight Venturi. So it's full throttle all the time. Wow. But it's, it's still a lot of fun. It's just very different than helicopters so there, there's it's, a lot of artistic kind of side of things to the helicopter and mm-hmm, a lot of right. mechanical stuff for the airplane it's just kind of balls to the wall <laughs> yeah. yeah right no throttle manager it's full throttle wow yeah. if i'm not mistaken they used to have i don't know if it was pylon racing but i know they used to hold championships out at the las vegas field where they just had the last couple of fun flies there mm-hmm. um where ben stork flies and yeah uh Alan Zabos, that, that was like the spot to have the championships. That was like back in the late 90s, if I believe. Or Yeah. Yeah. They had the TOC, the Tournament of Champions for the right. giant scale guys. And I'm sure they had a bunch of pylon racing stuff out there. Very cool. That's crazy. I mean, so I didn't even know like pilot racing is a thing. Like even now, I, I don't really hear about it uh, mm-hmm. much. They're not really advertised no, it. And I'm curious, like, why? I mean, it'd be pretty cool to do pylon racing with FPV, you know, to actually feel like you're, you yeah. know, like the Red Bull or, you know, those those pylon racers, the full scale ones that you see flying around. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Reno. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah I guess essentially cool. they're doing that with wings, right? Just not planes. It would be cool with planes, though. It would be more enjoyable as a watcher on the sidelines. Yes. If it was an actual plane. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. It'd be really cool. Yeah, definitely. Racing's always an enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's uh, your fair. You've seen a fair amount of uh, just pylon racers also go in at full throttle too, right? At full tilt. <laughs> yeah, well, that that was the thing that I never. I don't particularly. I mean, 
obviously you crash a lot with helicopters too, but mm-hmm. um, the pylon racer was always expendable. The airplane part was always, you never really got attached to one because it didn't live long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess nice. if you hit the ground at 200 miles an hour, there's not going to be much of the airframe left. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four, four of point. them race at a time. So it's kind of a. Oh, wow. That many yeah. too. Wow. Yeah. I thought it'd be more like timed laps or something like, or like 30 second offsets, you know? But wow. Yeah. No, it's, it's heads up. It's head to head. Wow. That's awesome. That's got to take some finesse and skill to do that with three other guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those guys are topper. They must zone out on their own. (laughs) I mean, just think about when we ever, if we, if, you know, people try to do formation flying, how hard it is to do it. They end end up crashing into each other pretty often. So, so yeah, that's yeah. that's cool. Uh, let's see here. What next question do we have here? So, so what do you do for a living? Uh, I work for Futaba uh, Corporation of America here in the United oh. States. Awesome. Um, I manage the hobby radio control division. Awesome! Oh wow! And that, so you're that, in the hobby, huh? <laughs> that's that's a recent thing. I used to be um, more of like a pilot role um, mm-hmm. for for Futaba, and then when the bankruptcy from Habico, um they needed a uh, someone that they knew and to that knew the business a little bit to start take over because we started our own distribution here. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And we'll we'll kind of we have a bullet point for the Futaba USA stuff. Oh, okay. Today. So Futaba obviously is one of your sponsors. What mm-hmm. what other sponsors do you have? Uh, currently, fly for Minicopter for three D helicopters. Mm-hmm. And then um, a company called Quest. It's a Japanese company um, for F3C. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and then Scorpion for ESCs and motors and OptiPower for batteries. And uh, VP for fuel and OS engines for Glow engines. Nice. Yeah, cool. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't change sponsors much. I kind of have flown the same. Other than changing helicopter brands, you know, every five years or so whenever one either goes away or <laughs> yeah um, i was gonna I was, say you wait till they go out of business first, yeah exactly so. yeah. <laughs> before that's, um, not a, that's not a good sign is it <laughs> when i leave they're done so it's <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, funny so do you um do you sim right now do you do you still sim i'm sure you simmed in the beginning but um well actually no because they there wasn't a good simulator then um okay uh, when real flight started coming out, mm-hmm. um, that was a little bit after that. Okay. Um, so I, I got more of a real life experience. I learned how to hover and do all the aerobatics and stuff real life. Wow. And, and most guys did those years. I think, I mean, I, I don't know if any of you here have been, fly, if you've been flying that long, you kind of understand they had like the Dave Brown simulator and stuff, but it wasn't, it couldn't really teach you like the ones today can. Right. Um, I personally can't stand the simulator because I think I, I must not look directly at the hel- or I must not like have my head directly at the helicopter or something uh, because my depth perception on the sim is absolutely horrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I can see that. It seems useful for like doing the competition, the music flights. A lot of times I'll get on the simulator to, to try out the music and mix the music and then go into real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so when you do sim, I guess for a competition practice or coordination of uh, coordinating music and stuff, what's your um, what's your sim of choice? I have real flight. Um, 
I gotta look at my laptop real quick to see what I I can't remember which one it is. It's I think it's in the sevens now. Uh, yeah, real probably seven point five. Yeah. yeah, I'm guessing seven point five. Yep, real flight seven point five. Oh, I think nice. I think I got it a couple of years ago. It works pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you say minicopter and quest. So what's currently in your fleet? Uh, so I actually don't have a lot of helicopters that are like the different sizes. Um, mm-hmm. So I've just got the. I usually keep three um, of the same, uh, and they're all usually close to identical. Um, I'll keep two that I fly mostly for competitions. They stay pretty fresh. And then I've got my third one that I do all the testing on and try different setups and take the fun flies and stuff. Oh, nice. Um, so the only thing for minicopter that I, I've got a couple different minicopters that are outside of those three that are required for like the F3N and world championship stuff. Mm-hmm. I've got one of their slow head speed machines, uh, the UL. Yeah. Uh, that That's pretty cool. That's a fun helicopter. Um, and then obviously now the, the glow stuff that we're mm-hmm. coming out with. Yeah. Which is awesome. I love it. Bring out more nitros. Yeah, yeah. I, I sure do miss glow. That's the. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for your quest for your F three C stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not really familiar with the brand, but I think I've seen pictures on your Facebook page. Those are the the full fuselage, you know, um, what is it? Precision flight stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So they're that that center section. They're gold, and all the metals either black or uh, gold. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yes. now those machines are purpose built for F3C. If you tried to do too much 3D with them, they'd probably boom strike or blow up. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. They're yeah, real I've light. S- yeah. I've seen a few. Uh, I've seen yours, Nick, and a couple other guys. Mm-hmm. Is there, do they have any like presence in the U.S.? Or like, how do you go about acquiring one if you're so inclined? Uh, I don't see many around you know what i mean yeah they don't actually have a u.s distributor okay um, so i think the best place to get it is either rc fun fun or rc japan yeah okay um there's also a guy in germany uh, named rudiger field that he he stocks those and he'll sell them to the united states as well oh, okay I, cool i don't think the exchange rate works too good from united states to europe i think it's cheaper if you get them from yeah japan. probably yeah yeah yeah, yeah i, I kind of assumed there wasn't a, a distributor but I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's great helicopter. I mean, in terms of the quality, there's not much that, in terms of fit and finish and the sure. Japanese brands. Nice. And I know we spoke about your fleet a little bit, but what kind of supporting equipment do you do you choose? Obviously, you're a Futaba, but mm-hmm. um, I'm guessing you're running a CGY 760 yep. or 750s. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about chargers, batteries, you know, like the little stuff that people probably don't know that you use uh that you're you know that you rock out well most people make fun of it i've used all it's all old stuff um i think i've got the older eye chargers <laughs> the, the older we always use the um power supplies off ebay you know the mm-hmm. yeah, yeah the server um, power supplies yep mm-hmm. yeah so uh, most of that stuff um in terms of batteries, uh, my F3C machines, they take the, the OptiPower 58. I use 5800s for that. Um, okay. And uh, they're the stacked kind. They're not the, um, uh, what do you call it? They're not stick packs. Mm-hmm. And for the 3D machine, uh, the stick packs, I, I was running 5800s in the Diablo for a long time. Um, and I just started running 5000s again. I think that's kind of 
I don't know. That's just, that's a mental thing. I, I really don't think that that little bit of weight really seems to even matter, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some summers it's 58, some it's 5,000. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of the stuff is in our heads. So as long as you believe it's lighter, it works better then you'll fly like it's lighter and works better. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so one strange thing, I do use bullets. Um, most guys, they don't like, they have, you know, some sort of connector housing or something. I just, yeah. I've always just used Castle 6.5 millimeter bullets and put heat shrink over them. Okay. Everybody always makes fun of it because, you know, obviously there's no spark suppression or anything. So when you plug it in, it goes pow real, real loud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Nice. That's the first time I've heard anybody doing that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the reason why when fly barless started, when I started flying electric and fly barless, um, I noticed that sometimes during a lot of f- fast maneuvers or hard collective stops, I'd get like an aileron or an elevator interaction. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that actually I was using the blue connectors from Horizon, the EC fives. Mm-hmm. And they had so much weight to them that unless I strapped them down, that, Really? Yeah, it, was, it would throw it was off a CG just that bro- moment. Yeah, it was. It had enough weight to it that it would kind of tug on all the wires. And I don't know if it was moving the gyro or if it was just the shaking of the like the rattling of the connector. Yeah, it would get to the gyro, and so I put these. I put I put real light connectors on, and all of a sudden, the helicopter. I noticed that it it didn't have as many little jiggles and wiggles, and the and the gain was a little bit tighter. Huh. That's very interesting to think about. Now that, that makes perfect sense. So yeah, yeah, that was on the ENV though. So that helicopter it had wire coming all out of other. It was coming out of everywhere. So yeah, <laughs> today's helicopter. Yeah, that was eight years ago. So those ones were the they didn't have the wire routing down too good yet. But sure, now yeah. I'm sure it's probably fine on most electric helicopters. I don't know. I I have my goblins, and sometimes the wires just kind of hang out the, the little air vent at the bottom and start dangling. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that's why connector sticking out of there. Okay. I mean, on the smaller <laughs> helis, on the like the Goblin 500, but I'm just like, oh, look at that. That's dangling out of my nose in the helicopter. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it does anything. It should be fine. <laughs> as long as it doesn't disconnect. <laughs> yeah. You got to make that thing blow its nose before you got in flight. I know, exactly. It got a little <laughs> bug raggy down, real red and black <laughs> connector. That's funny. But, um, all right, so I want to talk about more now, more recent stuff. The the Diablo Nitro is, mm-hmm. yeah, come on, we love it. We love that all these airframe manufacturers are are producing nitros, and um, my me personally, I think I, I love flying my nitro, even though I've only been in the hobby for like four years, so so not really uh, that experienced in the early nitro days. But mm-hmm. yeah, so kind of give us the history about the Diablo Nitro. We all know that you originally created that. Um, in your like by yourself, right? Like you kind of invented yeah. it. Yeah, let's talk about how you came up with that, the design uh, and everything. Yeah. So basically, when um, but it was really a Curtis Curtis Youngblood's idea um, when he came out with the ENV electric nitro variant. It was the same helicopter, but it was electric or nitro. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Thunder Tiger came out with the G four, which you could make electric or nitro. And uh, having flown both those helicopters, I really liked having the same rotor head, same tear rotor, same general control geometry for nitro and electric. Because when you start flying a lot of different helicopters, 
you can't remember all the little quirks of all of them. Uh, so for me, it was just, I really liked the power curve of, of glow helicopter. And I also like that you get seven minute, eight minute flight times if you want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wanted a nitro Diablo. <laughs> so I used a lot of G four parts. The, the frames were cut. My buddy here in town, um, who does the race car stuff, um, or I met through race car stuff. Uh, he's got a CNC machine. So I was able to just drop the frames that I needed, uh, or a mm-hmm. CNC router. Yeah. Uh, and then I've got a little, just a little Sherline lathe and mill in my garage. So I modified a bunch of the Thunder Tiger clutch parts and stuff to fit inside the, the new frames. Nice. It, it was hacked together. I mean, I think yeah. it looked horrible, but, <laughs> but it flew okay. It flew okay. It flew well. Yeah. yeah. It fine. And it, it did its purpose. The only problem was every time you'd crash it, you'd have to make all those parts again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> so so the one from Minicopter now, basically, I sent Minicopter a ton of pictures, um, and I told him all the different gear ratios and all the different ratios and the placements of the items, like the motor, mm-hmm. the tank. And then uh, one of the really talent he's incredibly talented he's in germany i met him last year at rotor live his name's robin um he's really good at cgi and solidworks and he basically took all those parameters and just drew this really good looking frame around all that nice um so it it looks fantastic and we've got one now that's flyable and i've been flying it the last couple of weeks since coming back from rotor live and mm-hmm. honestly i kind of just emailed him back and said just make it <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, yeah it's working pretty good Nice. Cool. So how, um, <clears throat> so from the rendering and your, basically you, you, it seemed like you just threw this guy a bunch of specs and he basically took those specs and made the model itself. So how, yeah. how true is it from your original, um, beta version or your, your proof of concept? Is it to the now production model? Like, or is there a lot of different changes that he had to make? Um, well, since the rotor head, the con- the servo geometry, mm-hmm. the gyro mounting plate, the tail rotor, it's it's all just an electric Diablo. Yep. Um, so 90% of the helicopter is identical. Um, the differences are is it, the one from Minicopter does have its own clutch stack, its own fan shroud, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. Um, and those were based, uh, I really liked the Raptor one. The Raptor had a good sound and also the JR vibe had a really good sound. Mm-hmm. So, um, he modeled the fan and kind of the clutch system off of the JR vibe. And then, uh, the only difference is the, uh, mine was about an inch taller on the bottom than the electric, um, and this one is actually the exact same height as the electric. So it fits in the canopy and it's okay. about an inch, an inch shorter, more compact, mm. but the, right. all the ratios on the belts and the positions are all pretty much the same. Awesome. Yeah. That's one of the things that, um, you notice when you look at a minicopter is that the tolerances and all the, just the way they're engineered. It's, it's, it's very tight tolerances and very nicely engineered stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the quality of it's all made in Germany, and it's it's good quality stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I know a few guys that are uh, chomping at the bit to get one of these. They're <laughs> anxiously waiting. So, <laughs> well, good. I'm I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, nice. Cool. What is there any projected time frame or? Yeah, so we want to bring kids to Urchin. 
hopefully maybe like 20 okay. or awesome. so 25 games. don't hold me to it but i i hope that's yeah kind sure. of like the goal is to start selling them there cool yeah, and don't hold me to it but you should probably bring more than 20 <laughs> i feel like they're gonna sell out <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome if they did that would be very cool kind of on that note so hopefully you'll have it all ready for Urcha or, or you know um is there a projected price range is there like different you know uh how would i put it like different trim packages like with blades without blades and stuff like that um as far as i know no the the uh, the options will be tear ratio motor ratio mm-hmm. and probably they'll offer it with a damp rotor head or the mini copters got two different rotor heads they have one with just standard dampeners and then they mm-hmm. have one where there's no dampener it's just a head axle through the headlock wow really yeah i never thought it'd work either but it flies amazing <laughs> is, it, is it like pivoting like there's like a pivot point at least to kind of nothing at all it's wow. an axle it's an axle through a head block <laughs> that's it wow yep uh, oh wow it, it flies fantastic that was part of the reason there was two two or three main reasons i would switch to minicopter after thunder tiger and that was one of them that rotor head i have no idea it, I don't know if he's just got some magic thing in there that makes it work, but it it works. Wow, that's mm-hmm. amazing. But and no, then, I don't. I don't he, mini copters so small, and the, and the quantities. It's a real mm-hmm. niche brand. I doubt he'll do any like blade packages or okay. anything like that. And do we? Do you know any projected like MSRP type of deal retail price for it? I don't. Um, you know, my my guess will be. It'll probably be around the same price as the Black Edition, maybe a little bit more, so around fourteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Okay. It'll it'll be an expensive helicopter, unfortunately. So, Andy, you need fourteen hundred dollars. Yes. Because yes. <laughs> <laughs> you better buy one of those, because I want to fly yours. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. do look cool. They I do. know. I know. Uh, Dan will get one. He's already put his name on the list, and uh, I'm sure John Allen will pick one up. Sure. He's a big. Diablo fan. Is, cool. is there a is there a pre-order or a list that you can get on for for the Diablo Nitro? Get some pre-sales going, maybe then it'll help you determine how many to bring. Uh, you know, I got to be honest, I have no idea. I I think um, I think they've got a list for people that might be interested in a pre-order. Is what uh, mm-hmm. what I've heard. So I don't know. I got you. It's a, a pre pre order. <laughs> the pre pre to the pre order. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Should people get to Urcha early and like meet you as you're bringing the boxes <laughs> I know, in? All right, I just unload like the truck. Like that swap meets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's like you're, uh, if you're not there Thursday. You but if you get there <laughs> early, I'm sure you could get it built, have it flying. So Ooh, that's yeah. a that's Whoa. a good point too. There you go. <laughs> Bring an engine that's already broke in. You're good to go. Yeah. yeah. That'd be pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be awesome to see, like, you know, it's released at Urcha and there's like five flying at Urcha. Like, (laughs) whoa, that's awesome. (laughs) That would be very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Awesome. So I want to move into a little bit of your um, your recent trip to Roto Live. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so how is that like? I've, you know, that's got to be, I know the weather's not the best out there, but I heard it's a really good event, though, right? Because it's kind of a big trade show type of deal. Yeah, yeah. So this year the weather was crap, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it's pretty. It's a pretty neat event. There's nothing like that in the United States. Yeah, um, it's it is. It's a trade show indoors, and then they got this flying arena outside. 
um, tight little space. So you, you don't have much room to play around with. And there's poles and signs. Yeah. And all sorts oh, of stuff. Um, yeah, but it's, a, it's normally a horse track, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's a horse track. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, the atmosphere in Europe is a little bit different than than in the United States. Um, I, I really don't know how to, I, I will say this and, and it's sad for me because I, you know, I hate to see the helicopter stuff is a little slower in the United States right now. Mm-hmm. Um, their market over there is still fairly strong. Really? Um, so there's still a lot of new products coming out. Um, they rotor live always, there's these new releases, big releases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's usually about from what I've heard, five to five to ten thousand people that go through that show every wow. year. Yeah. Wow, um, that's awesome. Yeah, and one thing that I, I do find interesting our our culture is a little bit different from theirs. They're very into that boutique helicopter sort of scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Mikado is very popular over there as a mainstream. Yeah, but there's also this huge group of people that like these, and there is in the United States too, but it's not quite as big. Um, of the boutique, like the minicopter, the Henselite, the, the, yep. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the Zenith, I think that was that PSG. Um, Never that, like that one. So, yeah, the, the uh, this is the first year that I'd really looked at it close. Mm-hmm. There's a helicopter uh, that they make called the Zenith, and you don't build it. It's all built by this factory, and it's got super tight tolerances. If you crash it, I guess you send it back to them. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Super wow. expensive. That's another level of boutique helicopters where you got to yeah, right? send it in to get fixed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think you can fix the rotor head and the tail yourself. If yeah. You, if you break the, the frames, they want you to send it in so they can align the gears and the frames back. Yeah. Wow. So when yeah. are you going to get one of those, Steve? Yeah, no. <laughs> 2020? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, when I stop blowing up helicopters, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll never lock. stop. <laughs> yeah, I'm they're always that. gonna blow up sometimes. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I thought that new Henslet helicopter looked pretty neat. Oh, this ultra lightweight slow flyer, you called yeah, it? Yeah, TDSF. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, this was like five point eight pounds or something like that with a like all ready to go for five S pack. Yeah, something Super crazy. crazy. Something crazy. Yeah. I kind of want to know if it like plays a song or something when he's, as you pirouette all those holes in the canopy does not whistle. Yeah, whistle. Right. right uh-huh. <laughs> you buy a different canopy. Well, this one plays this tune. This canopy plays this tune. Or like it'd be cool. Like it plays one note, and uh, the faster you spin, it starts to harm- harmonize with like other notes. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then with the tail rotor noise, you know, to add to it. <laughs> hey, you get about five of them up, and you got a whole band. Yeah, there you That's go. <laughs> that would be interesting. Wow. Musical you helicopter. Do your, your triple bladed tail, Steve. Yeah, man. It'll scream. Do a screaming noise as it's pirouetting. Yeah. It's playing notes. Yeah, man. That'd be awesome. Um, so if you had to give, like, a, I guess, I don't know, let's say top five best moments of Rotor Live this year, what would it be? Like, as far as it could be products, it could be flights, it could be hanging out with folks. Like, what, what would be your, your experience, the top? five best moments oh boy um i would say that i really enjoyed some of the scale demos uh they are very very big into scale over there um Mm -hmm. and they fly their scale helicopters aggressively (laughs) yeah i've seen Uh, some video of that yeah 
that's pretty wild. Definitely. Um, and then I would say I really liked um, Can Punoy. His mm-hmm. his competition oh, yeah. flight. Uh, it was it it was his standard flying, um, but he had one little section in there that was it was I think the second song that it was a maneuver that in my head I you know to that music and that maneuver is like oh wow I you know I know exactly what he's intending to do right there and it fit perfectly nice um, I thought that was pretty cool uh, obviously watching Kyle Dahl is always it's uh, exciting and and mm-hmm. I like his flying style a lot. Uh, and he had his glow helicopter there and it was running real good. Kyle's really figured out how to get engines run well. And yeah, he's got really, really good engines now. So that's fun to watch him. I, I enjoyed just kind of seeing everybody there. I think that that would be a good bullet point. I think we're up to four, uh, <laughs> top hmm. five. Uh, I mean, the, in general, the atmosphere is, is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. I won't say you're forced, but, Unlike outside at Urcha, where everybody's blowing past each other at golf carts and stuff, you're indoors in a cage, more or less, you know, with all these booths. Mm -hmm. So you interact with everybody, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Nice. I'd like to get over there someday for that. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. I think that'd be cool. Oh, and definitely the Autobahn. The Autobahn is actually, I I take... a couple of those off that list. The Autobahn beats everything. <laughs> nice. <That's laughs> nice. So tell us how fast did you go? How fast did you go? In what car? Huh? Well, it depends. Downhill about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had a, I had, the, I had a little. I think it was an Opal or something. Um, mm-hmm. The fastest I could get it up to was about a little over two hundred kilometers an hour. So, hundred and hundred twenty five miles an hour. Okay. Just cruising Damn. down the highway, and I was yeah. getting past at that speed. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you better not be in that right lane or people don't get mad at you. <laughs> yeah. At that speed. You need to be, you know, at least because the Audubon has like sections where it's, it's you know, restricted speed, but then there's just like these clear open areas, right? Yes. Yep. Mm. And you better get out the way. You're going to get run over. <laughs> nice. Sounds like my experience in Florida. Just past <laughs> <couple weeks. laughs> That's how we drive in Jersey. Better yeah. get out of that left lane or we're going to run you off the road. <laughs> Yeah, but that's one of my dreams, like to go to the Audubon or, or do um, oh, why is it the Behemoth? What the hell's the, the racetrack? Um, oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, dude, I can't remember it now. I know it's exactly. Uh, what it's one not Hockenheim. About. It's uh, it's called the Behemoth, but it's like the the because it's a big one because there's like a short track and there's a, the long track. Holy shit! Oh, Nuremberg Ring. Nuremberg. Yes. That's it. Yeah, yep. so those are my two things that I want to do. It's like I want to rent like a BMW five six, whatever, something high enough horsepower that could do 180 miles per hour, or once 55 is their governed, right? Um, and then also like maybe take a, and it doesn't have to be a fast car, but just a car around that the Nuremberg ring. So that would be fun. That would, would be, be cool. yeah. Back to some RC stuff. What's the uh, best? experience you've had at a competition besides winning of course i mean that's of course gonna be a great experience but <laughs> beyond winning like just overall like you know the, the best like experience you had at yeah and i know you competed a lot so so mm-hmm. you might take a minute for you to think through all this um probably one of the highlights is starting to go to the world championships and doing the opening and closing ceremonies mm. um you march in with 
your team. So in, in this case, the United States team members, we all march mm-hmm. in together. Yep. And uh, you look down the line and there's 20 or 30 countries there. That's pretty That's cool. That's awesome. That's yeah, cool. That is neat. Yeah, it's like the Olympics of uh, helicopter flying. Yeah, you're there for toy helicopters, but for about an hour, you feel like an Olympian. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I'm sure in your your long history of flight, you've probably had some pretty gnarly crashes and pretty gnarly or very close call saves like you know where you you just dug it out and and people are like couldn't believe that you know that thing wasn't in just a a ball of parts yeah Uh, so what what would be one of your best crashes and your one of your best saves like that you experiences or memories that you have oh boy (laughs) there's been hundreds over the years i know sure um I would say usually the the funny ones are always the 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 better ones. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's been a couple. Uh, I think probably one of the worst ones. Two two of the worst ones. Uh, the first one was when I started flying flybarless. The the flybarless helicopter autos very different than a flybar one. Mm-hmm. And um, I was at a fun fly in Arizona, and I got the nose down a little too much, and the broder blades bit. And when they bite, the helicopter flips over and the blades instantly stop. Mm-hmm. I, was, I, was down, oh, I was coming down pretty fast. And it, yeah. and it bit. And when it bit, the blade stopped. And it just pile-drived into the ground at about 120 miles an hour. And there was probably a group of about 20 people behind me. And I asked, I didn't even know it. But when the blades bit, I had said, oh, shit, before it even hit the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and about... And on video, these guys all called me out for saying, oh, shit, before it actually crashed. Oh, man. <laughs> you, you know it's not going to be good when, when yeah. the pilot just gives up. Yeah. Well, yeah, was, and you're going to be the first person to know when you're like, oh, crap. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> this ain't this right. Bad. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's just turned upside down now. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. Yeah. Saves, I would just say anything where nobody got hurt or <laughs> nobody sure. The helicopter ended up living. There, yeah. There's a video of you, which I think is probably the best save that I've ever seen. And when you're flying over that uh, hot spring or mud pit or whatever that was. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. In New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Forgot about that. You're one. way out there and the ESC shuts down and you just haul ass back and, you know, <laughs> hit a tree and land on a deck or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're on freaking awesome. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> Oh, the only great. thing I remember from that was I'm going, man, that's going to, I'm not getting a helicopter <laughs> if it goes in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why I'm saying that's got to be the best save on video. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So mm-hmm. let's kind of talk about Futaba USA. You know, um, Habiko had the whole thing with Futaba and, and just mm-hmm. there with the company um, going under. Um, and then, you know, I, I kind of like a phoenix out of the ashes, you'll see like, you know, you coming out with Top of USA. So how did that whole thing work out? Like, how did that become a thing? And, and you know, what were, like, did, some of the logistics and yes. craziness you had to deal with? Did you foresee yeah. it coming? Like, did you have any, or did just all of a sudden Hobby Co. shut the doors? Or were you already kind of preparing for that? Um, To be honest, in personally, yes. Um. I, I'm not a businessman by trade by any means, um, but you know, as they started to cut 
different things back. And, mm-hmm. and as I saw our sales changing a little bit to Havico, um, it was obvious what was going on. Um, yeah, there were, there were a lot of setbacks. Um, probably the biggest one is Havico had an exclusive distribution rights with Futaba. Right. So ending that during a bankruptcy, once they've declared you're frozen, um, mm. so even though they declared and declared bankruptcy in, I think it was January, mm-hmm. um, we were stuck. We really couldn't do anything. They had exclusive sales rights still through April. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you, you kind of lost, lost several months there of potential sales and, and customers mm-hmm. from that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a pretty big loss for us. Um, yeah. but during that time, yeah. Um, I, Basically, uh, me and and our HR manager here, um, I conversed with Futaba Japan, you know, 80 times a day. And we came up with a plan mm-hmm. and uh, started as soon as as soon as we could get exclusive rights away from Havico. We started working and hiring our own staff here and, and doing that. I think probably the biggest challenge was a service center, service center and shipping. Um, uh-huh. Futaba here in Huntsville as a manufacturing facility. Um, they do a lot of automotive and, um, various different, basically it's contract manufacturing. If, if it's Mm. a PCB board, um, there's assembly lines. And so a lot of different things are made here, but they're not used to that retail style shipping. Yeah. Um, Right. 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 So that took us a, a good month, month and a half to figure out, um, you know, marketing, advertising, we are limited on staff. So, you know, catching up on product videos and how to's and stuff, um, that takes a long time. And, right. and I, I hate to use this as an excuse, but Futaba now is being run by much less people than what many less people than what Habico had. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But also, you know, for example, I'm very close with the helicopter community. But we are also responsible for RC cars, airplanes, mm-hmm. boats. Right, right, right. Um, the full line of Futaba products, right? I mean, yeah. So it's of been the RC very, products. Uh, yeah. Yep. Exactly. So it's it's kind of hard to explain to somebody. Why haven't you done a CGY 760 video yet? Well, because yeah, I, I want to do it, but we've also got an RC car transmitter that the helicopter guys don't even know about that we've got to promote. And, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. You, unfortunately, you probably sell more of those than you will. Yeah, helicopter stuff now. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. surface side of stuff is, is still very strong. Right. They I had remember seen the kind of decline that helicopters and airplanes had. No, no, they haven't. I still remember my Magnum 2PL. <laughs> <laughs> you know, back in the day when I first got to RC cars, I was like, "Oh, this is the one again," and I got my Attack Four uh, airplane. You know. <laughs> Transmitter mm-hmm. stuff. I was like, oh, it's great. And then, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, Futaba nah. I've known for a long time. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I had cool. an old six channel. I don't even remember the number. 72 megahertz way back mm-hmm. in like 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was started in the 80s with a Futaba uh, ground control, you know, oh. three channel for the car racing I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean oh, that's kind of cool. what you had back then. It was really it was the top really was the it, yeah. brand. It was the, it was the only, yeah, it was the. 
I mean, I wouldn't say it was the only brand. Good, they had Airtronics the and they had other. Equipment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it but seemed like the everything. Local was, hobby shop. That's all they had. Yes, yeah. Futaba. Mm-hmm. Really, I mean, the ones that I knew. I mean, yeah. I didn't know any when I was a kid. It was all Tower Hobbies, and that's what they carried, and that's what I bought. You know, mm-hmm. right. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, very but, cool. Uh, Glad to hear that Futaba's got such a legacy. That's it. Does it does. I do feel like that Futaba definitely got hurt within, you know, the, the three, four months you were talking about where, and it's probably been even longer than that, I think, just because, you know, the mismanagement with, with, uh, Habico that mm-hmm. caused all the, right. the issues low and stock. the low stock availability for sure is going to be an issue. And, um, and they just, you know, I think in the RC heli or flight, they kind of started losing some innovation at that time because, the products weren't getting brought out here, at least for us to know if, because I'm sure it was still innovating in Japan and, you know, in Europe and everything, but we just didn't know about it here because all we saw was what Habico would present us. And, um, and then, you know, Mikado came out with the V control and all these other radios. So kind of started coming into the place. Uh, but, uh, I want to talk about the CGY 760 because I know you had a pretty big part in kind of development and refinement of that flybrowers mm-hmm. unit, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do a lot of the, um, like I go to Japan and work with the engineers on different flight feelings and different mm-hmm. ideas to make it feel different or, or hold better and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how long was that development path of like, you know, of your first involvement into it and and then when it basically came to market? Uh-huh. Um, the CGY 750 a lot. Um I actually did not fly the CGY 750 until probably about 2015 as when we started working on that version two software. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got the opportunity to, to go to Japan and work with the engineers on different ideas and stuff like that to bring it back up to speed. And version two flew real well. Nice. Yeah. Um, CGY 760 is based off of version two, mm-hmm. um, but with some changes and, it feels a little bit more direct than what the the 750 did because uh, the the gain curves are adjusted a little bit. So okay. um, as you move the stick, it is going to feel a little bit different. Um, also, the sensor is incredibly fast and tolerant of vibration. So setup tuning is not nearly as finicky as what the 750 was. Okay. Mm. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, I would say... Uh, six months six months of test flying with Futaba on the 760 oh okay that's not that bad actually I thought it would be like yeah. a year no. worth of like testing and development no yeah because we since we used the V2 750 as the base that mm-hmm. took about a year and a half that took a long time okay um, took a very long time one, and, um, mm-hmm. go Andy uh, one thing I've always kind of been curious about Nick is I'm I'm beginning to uh, try to sort of get into the F3C type stuff a little bit, mm-hmm. and just looking around, talking to some people that I respect their opinion. Everyone um, the the CGY is very very popular F3C and F3N, just yep. all the FAI type stuff. Uh, what why is that? Like what makes it better? Uh, a better unit than some of the other fly barless things. Is it the adjustability or kind of what's, what, yeah. what's the biggest, uh, what's the best part about a, a CGY as someone that's never really messed with one? 
so the feeling is quite a bit different than the V-Bar. Um, mm-hmm. I'll be straight up honest with you. I flew the V-Bar for several years, and it always, to me, felt loose. It flew well, and it, mm-hmm. and it held its angle very well, um, which is what early on the CGY didn't have. But the CGY has always had a very direct, tight feeling. And it still does. That's, I think, the biggest thing is uh-huh. trying to. I almost want to say that a lot of it, too, is is just the different groups. You know, as you know, Mitch Moses, Matt Botus, myself, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Ben Storick now, Alan Zabo. We all use the 760 for 3D, too. Right. Um, but a lot of marketing hype and stuff. The V-Bar flies incredibly well. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But. I think that the advantage and why the F3C guys like it is that it is a very tight feeling and around neutral, um, where the V bar is a little bit more fluid around neutral and it's got a little bit more of a calculated feel to it. Yeah. And some people like that. Right. Yeah. I've, I've been curious about that and I really haven't had a chance to ask anyone that would know. And uh, mm-hmm. turns out you're the perfect person to ask. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think a lot of it is just the the flying flying style. Um, uh-huh. But nowadays, I mean, I'm I'm quite confident that you can set up a V bar to feel like a, a CGY 716. You can set up a CGY 760 to feel like a V bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. No, but it's interesting. So you're saying like <clears throat> default settings to default settings, you know, without tuning them to feel more like each other, that you're going to get more connected feeling with the 760, more tighter, more um, precise, I guess, maybe precise. Yeah. yeah. But like, you know, like your sick throw movements, like your, your gimbal throws will equal a direct connection to the amount of throw or amount of movement you'll get out of a helicopter compared to. You're saying with the V bar, it might feel a little bit more squishier or like a little more expo ish, you know, around middle and then kind of feel more calculated towards the ends and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I, my personal feeling is always that the, the V bar around neutral, part of the way that they made it fly so good when mm-hmm. you're really moving the sticks fast is that they've dampened it around neutral. Um, mm-hmm. And for the longest time, Futaba didn't have the ability to control it that tight. The sensors weren't that good, you know, and stuff like that. So if you move the fat, if you move the sticks too fast, you get yourself into a, a weird feeling where now you can't do that. So you can move right. as fast as you want and there. You won't get any interactions or anything like that. Oh. Um, but now a lot of, a lot of V-Bar guys are used to that feel. So if they change the defaults to something a little better with the newer technology mm-hmm. stuff, maybe guys wouldn't like it. I don't know. That's just a speculation. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it's your opinion and, but I, I think it's a good opinion because you've been in it for a while, you know, it. you've done, you've, like you said, you flew V-Bar, you flew, you know, you fly CGY. So it's like, you know it, you know? So, yeah. That's, yeah, that's just my personal, personal thing. Yeah. I, mean, I, value, I value your opinion because I'm saying you have, you have that experience. Too. Yeah. That's, that's right. like yeah. I said, perfect person to ask. <laughs> right. And then next year we have, we want to talk about your, your fun fly. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I've got some uh, fun fly news in the news and announcements. We'll do a little bit later. But while you're here, I want to mm-hmm. ask you about the uh, the Huntsville Fun Fly, the Steve Helms Memorial Fun Fly. It's coming yep. up in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I guess best thing, come on out and have fun. Uh, mm-hmm. The field, the field is gorgeous. I've been looking at the weather. It looks like it's starting to warm up here. So, um, mm-hmm. weather, weather is usually you know halfway decent at least for sure. a few of the days. Mm-hmm. Um, where the first public display of the Nitro Diablo will be there. Awesome! Oh, nice. So that'll be kind of fun. So let our listeners know. So what what dates are they? And then uh, how do they? Let's get some more. Like how do they find more information? I mean, I don't know if RC flight decks are even a thing anymore. So how would people register or get you know get that info? Um, well, they can they can register at the event. Usually, I think I, I don't know if they're using RC flight deck or not. Um, I don't think so. Yeah. I saw uh, HuntsvilleHeliFlyers.com mm-hmm. uh, has the info, and okay. for some reason I didn't write the dates down. Uh, it's, it's also on Facebook, I believe. Yep, yeah, there's a Facebook group, and uh, let's see, it's April 26th to the 28th, I believe, that weekend. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, so it's definitely coming up soon. Yep. One cool thing is, uh, so one of our local members, Shane Stack, race is uh drag racing cars uh he's got a limited drag radial car it runs you know in the eighth mile four seconds at 200 miles an hour uh, the big huntsville race is that same weekend so shane flies helicopters so probably a group of us you can go fly helicopters during the day and then go watch these crazy guys drag race at night so oh cool that's nice. cool yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome yeah the the drag strip is about 15 minutes 20 minutes away from the flying field so Nice. Nice. That'd be really cool to check out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's see here. <clears throat> do you have? Do you guys have any other questions you want to ask Nick? Or should we move on to the top 10 shotgun round? Nick, what's the next uh, competitive thing you're going to be doing? Uh, the World Championships. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And when's that? Uh, August 3rd through the, the, the week or week and a half after Urcha. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's in Germany. So we'll, my, my plan is to go probably directly from Urcha to Germany then. So yeah. that was going to be my next question. Are you going to still do Nats and Urcha? Uh, for sure. Yes. Urcha Nats. I don't know. It just depends on work schedule. Um, mm-hmm. if I can get the time off to go, um, yeah, no problem, but we might be busy preparing for Urcha. So I might be stuck sure. making displays or something. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, and I do actually have one more question before we move on. It's uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, what's your uh, what's your plans for as far as fun flies this year? I mean, obviously Huntsville and Nurcha, but do you have any other scheduled fun flies that you know maybe our listeners will be able to meet you and, and you know and take a look at the Diablo Nitro and just talk to you and ask questions and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Um, so for sure, Joe Nall. I know that's not really a helicopter fun fly. Well, that's cool though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those in that area, I'll go. Yeah. Um, so, General, there's one, I believe, in Tullahoma, Alabama. That I can't remember if that if it's the Tuscaloosa one or the Tullahoma one that's in like June or July. Mm-hmm. Um, that one for sure. Uh, I think that's probably about it until Urcha, and then the World Championships in August, um, just for practice time, and then after Urcha. Uh, all the same ones as always. The one out there in Arizona with uh, JC that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to try to go to some of the ones in Louisiana and, and uh, Texas and that area. Um, nice. 
usually I try to go, I, since I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana, I try to go back up to the Cincinnati Fun Fly up there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Nice. Cool. I was going to ask, see if do, do you ever make it up to like any of the Virginia ones or the Northeast ones? Uh, I used to a lot. I have not in the last few years. Um, I've always wanted to go to Spring Fling. Uh, yeah. But every year there's always some strange thing. This year I'm not. I don't think I'm going to make it because uh, I, I like RC drift cars. Uh, a couple. Oh of yeah. Us, yeah, a couple of us here in town have gotten kind of big into that. We go up to Tennessee most weekends and race drift car RC drift. Uh, and there's a big one. They've got them at the Tennessee Super Speedway. So let me ask you: You uh, truest with the rear wheel drive, or do you go with the four wheel drive drift cars? Nope, rear wheel drive. Yeah, kind nice, of steer, nice. Kind of steer for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't power through it. You got to really kind of steer. And you, you have, you, uh, I forgot what model it was, but there's, I know, one brand that gets a crazy, almost 90 degree steering angle. Yep. Which is insane. Yeah, uh, Yokomo. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yokomo and MST is a popular one, too. Yeah. MST, gotta... that's the one. Yeah, that's the one I've, I was looking at myself. Yep. Nice. Mm-hmm. So actually, Futaba has come out with a new counter steer gyro. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, nice. So. Yeah, this weekend at Toledo, 10 by 10 of our Toledo show booth will be displaying the drift car. We set up a little drift arena, so. Oh, that's uh, cool. Right. <laughs> now, now, tell me, you don't use that, though, right? You, you, you got you got the canister on your own. You don't have to have a gyro help you, right? No, I absolutely have the gyro. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it is, this thing is, like, uncontrollable without that thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. Nice. nice. Oh, I had a quick question. Yeah. Uh, we saw a little teaser for a, a radio. Did, oh, can yeah. you tell us anything about that? Uh, mm. it's yeah. So that's going to be our new Fataba flagship radio. Gonna, I won't say replace the 18 MZ. The the uh, the MZ will still have its own place, but mm. uh, it's definitely new. It's got two two screens on it now, so you can separate, say, your telemetry from your wow. programming. Well, oh, that's cool. That's neat. Yeah, it'll it'll be pretty neat. Wow, awesome! Well, I look forward and, to seeing that. Yeah, and I keep I keep seeing all these comments on Facebook about how it's going to be five thousand dollars. I can assure you, it's not. <laughs> it no, is not no, no, be, four thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Come on, guys, say, it's <laughs> no, it will, it's going to be forty nine fifty. No, it will not be. It will not be crazy unobtainium. Uh, yeah, yeah, unobtainium. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Nice. <laughs> cool. Well, I can't wait to uh, see that. And, and it's great. I mean, like, more more that these companies, you know, produce these, the flagship models, the, the uh, you know, just uh, the innovative, like, new thing, right? The new technology that comes out. Like, it just pushes all these other companies to be like, hey, we're going to step up our game or we're going to, exactly. you know, so, and it just pushes yep. innovation. I love that. So, awesome. Yeah, cool. Cool. Very cool. All right, so at this point, let's go into our top 10 shotgun round, where okay. we're going to basically, you know, we have 10 questions that we want, you know, just quick answers off the top of your head. Um, they're going to be uh, RC helicopter related as far as, you know, like pitch your thumb and things like that. Okay. So, <clears throat> uh, so what order do you guys want to go in? I'll go second. <laughs> Andy, you want to go first and I'll go third then? Yeah, I'll go first. All right. Okay, Nick. Pinch or thumb? Pinch. Nitro or electric? Nitro. Uh, 500 or bigger? Bigger. Bigger. <laughs> nice. 
Um, when's the last time you flew a fly bar? Uh, 2013 World Championships. Nice. 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 Uh, let's see here. Sport or 3D? Uh, 3D. Uh, strap or strapless? Uh, no neck strap. Okay. Um, I don't even know if this one applies, but cordless or brushless servos? Uh, brushless everything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, fuselage style or pod and boom? Uh, it depends what it's for. 3D, uh, pod and boom. F3C fuselage. Yeah, so let's say that's a trick question cool. for Nick because he does both. Yeah, yeah. yeah so both. <laughs> uh, let's see, low or high head speed? High head speed. All right. And Urcha size events or smaller events? Uh, I would say probably smaller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Urcha isn't up there near my hometown, so. All my homies that I grew up flying with are up there, but I do enjoy the small events. Yeah, because it's yeah. kind of more like work, and it's just so busy, so hectic, right? I mean, it's like you don't really get a chance to enjoy. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a Urcha got big, and there's a lot going on. Yeah. I, I don't mind the the job part of it. You know that mm-hmm. hey, we signed up for it. If we didn't, if you didn't want to do this for a job, <laughs> don't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, <laughs> sure. But uh, yeah, I I think that. Like we talked about earlier, if you're just kind of passing by, you see everybody, but you don't really get to talk to them. So smaller, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Well, that's what I tell people. Um, as us, just average Joe pilots, uh, you guys are always so busy at the big events, whereas the smaller ones, like uh, I know I talked to you at Birmingham, you know, mm-hmm. thirty or forty minutes because it's just more laid back. Yeah, so you can ask questions or just hang out. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. For yeah, sure. You get cool. more flying in, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Nice. Awesome. Okay, so are we ready for news and announcements? We are ready for news and announcements. All okay. right. I missed that last week. <laughs> uh, of course, Nick talked about the Huntsville Fun Fly mm-hmm. a little bit. 2019 Steve Helms Memorial Fun Fly in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, I looked it up. It says uh, HuntsvilleHeliFlyers.com, and it just takes you to their Facebook page, but that has all the info on it that I could find. Okay. Uh, and then I wanted to remind everybody about the Free Fall RC HeliFest on June 23rd. Yes. All right. Yeah, I got to still make a flyer for that, but we did get our sanction, paid my whatever sanction fees and all that stuff. So we're ready to go. Um, and that's at the Allens mm-hmm. Airfield in Southampton, New Jersey. Southampton, yep. New Jersey. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have a, we'll pin a post with the, the flyer soon uh, and get more information out there and start spreading out the word. Yeah. Uh, yeah if you can come join us, definitely. Uh, you know, there's one landing fee. You can camp. You can RV there. Food will be provided by the Allens. Usually, he'll cook burgers and breakfast and, yeah, well, breakfast and burgers and hot dogs and stuff like that uh, for lunch. And then uh, there will be a pilot's dinner on Saturday, just like a ham steak kind of dinner thing. Um, yeah. So definitely yeah, check it out. Mm-hmm. 
if I don't get too wasted, I could make some drinks. I should probably shouldn't say that, but I'm saying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, once you're so once once the adults are done flying, um, you know, and if you want to have a cocktail or two, uh, yeah, we're gonna have Mister. I don't know what's your cocktail name. You're gonna have some kind of name, right? <laughs> cocktail name. I don't know. Jeez. <laughs> oh, the Flintastic. It's uh, like a DJ name. You yeah, know? exactly. He has to have yeah. a special name. A performance <laughs> name. Performer name. You know. Oh man. <laughs> I haven't thought about it. <laughs> so Kevin will think about that for the next show, but uh, or for the fun fly. But yeah, you know, um, once yeah, once the flying is done, the guys usually hang out and we'll have a couple of drinks and and laugh at each other and you know have oh, a dude, jolly that, old time. That is when I had the most fun, man, hanging out just you know just talking. I had a great time at Spring Fling or whatever with Loctite for Life. When Loctite for Life, we're yeah, just hanging out talking to Andy, uh-huh. and Tima, you know, and just shooting the shit I, I love that type of stuff yeah man. yeah i mean last year at the the, the heli fest we um we even recorded a podcast uh, yeah you know yep. with a couple of libations and us and we're pretty yeah i i don't know i was pretty lit i'll, I'll admit it <laughs> and uh it was great it was good i i had a blast so we'll probably do yeah. another episode like that um from the fun fly under and some mike, influence and mike d is trying to get someone to go streaking and it's not going to be me so no nah, it's not going to be me. Not, I don't, it. not it i don't i don't get i don't get that drunk <laughs> i haven't gotten that drunk in a long time sounds yeah. like a good job for mike d and yeah, i haven't maybe been 25 in a long time <laughs> <laughs> so but uh yeah it's definitely gonna be a good time so definitely if you can make it out uh this is in south jersey um their home field out there uh, so yeah, it's close to Maryland, close to Virginia. Folks want to drive up. It's probably about a three-hour drive, two to three-hour drive from that area. Um, from Pennsylvania, it's not far if you're in uh, the Philly area. So yes. definitely, uh, yeah, we'd like to see. You know, we're gonna go old school. You know, grassroots type of flood fly too. Like I'm not reaching out to sponsors or anything. I, you know, if you if you want to come for like trying to win stuff, raffles, you know, there's other fun flies for that. <laughs> Yeah, this fun fly is basically let's bang out a ton of flights. Let's have a lot of fun. Let's you know, let's bullshit with each other and you know, right. and just just have fun. You know, it's all Relax, about that. Let our hair down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Steve, about that. Would you say you're going to put the fun back into fun fly? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we might do like a fifty-fifty raffle and stuff like that because we do like to, you know, the, the Allens do let us use their field. Um, yeah, for yep. all these fun flies, and you know, we we basically use the fifty-fifty and things like that for more of a donation to the Allens than to like you know, like give money to a club or anything like that. Like, there's there's no proceeds that go to any club like not the north jersey helipolis not tri-county like it's basically it's it's now become just a grassroots fun fly come have fun you know and and let's uh yeah yeah let's hang out yeah and the islands are good people man you know mr and mrs are cooking you know they got got a museum they're definitely into aviation big time yeah for sure. Uh, that goes way back through the years. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, come out and check out their their museum and all that stuff and just supporting those guys, you know, because that's, yeah. that's uh, something that, especially in Jersey, we don't have anymore. Yeah. Really. And and all the proceeds that we donate to them, they put it directly into the museum. 
So they're currently building an aviation museum. Like they have like a town museum. And Kevin, you remember that from last year. It's um I don't think I walked through that with you guys or went you through didn't? that. I don't think I did, no. So you didn't take the trolley card right across the street? No. Oh, uh-uh. uh, okay. I think um, you guys did that later on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a Sunday thing. You left already. Um but yeah, so like they had like a whole ta- like built up of like Allentown and and um um <clears throat> Southampton. So they have like a replica of the post office where they got a lot of the parts of the post office put into there. So they just have all this stuff, all like it's cool farming equipment, all this old school stuff. But now they're working on an aviation museum in back there where he's gonna have some old planes and things that you know you can check out. So so hopefully cool. that'll get done by then. If not, you know, still you know, it's definitely going to a good cause. So come out, support, you know, support us, support the Allens, and let's have fun. Steve's yep. going to put the fly back in fun fly. I'm going to put the fun back in fun fly. And the help, and maybe, help, help. And maybe the tripping over my own feet in fun fly. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to have a good time. And yeah. I don't know what I'm putting in. Just a couple of dollars for the 50-50. That's what you're putting in. Okay. Done. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, we'll have some fun. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. other fun fly news. What do we got here? Uh, reminding people of the Urcha dates one more time. That July reminds 24th through the 28th, Muncie, yes. Indiana, International Radio Controlled Helicopter Association. Be there. Yeah. That reminds me. I need to uh, figure out the flights June 24th to 28th and the days I need to take off. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kevin, we've got to figure that out. Um, I'm going to also talk to Mike and see if he's going to fly with us or if he's going to fly his plane or what what he's going to do. But I'll probably fly commercial. um, So I don't know what you want to do, but we'll figure that out. Okay. All right. What else do we have here? Ooh, this is interesting. Yeah, the Motion RC 450 scale helis. Uh, We saw them, oh gosh, when is that? A few months ago, maybe last year maybe last summer mm-hmm. yep. and they kind of uh, had a, yeah, they weren't exactly released. They were kind of teased. And I think they went back and did a little bit of work on them. They ended up taking out the little uh, flight control board that they were trying to use. Yeah. It was like a quad based unit and just really wasn't all that great. So now they're selling them plug and play which is perfect because everybody can use their own fly barless unit of choice. Yeah. These things look really sweet. They look awesome. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like the, the little bit of verbiage they put in here. I don't know. Uh, the recommendations. <laughs> I don't, I don't really like that. What's but that? Uh, that I don't, I don't, require, we recommend that the, the, the tarot, the tarot Z Y X S two, three axis flight controller. Really? Yeah. So people fly that. Yeah, uh, I'd rather be like that's just something they sell or something. I don't know. Uh, may, maybe because there's a link to that product on their, you know, on their because they also but... sound some like XK something something XK K, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. As I... as a little uh, mm-hmm. plug and play heli, these might be pretty sweet. Yeah. I mean, I what don't I find know. Interesting is the their six S. Yeah. Yeah. 6S, 1100 to 1500 milliamp hour battery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And their 450 size, you're running a 325 main blade, so it's like the old old school 450 size. Right. Um, running 6S, though. That's pretty insane. Yeah, why not 3 or 4S? Why, right. why 6? Like 4S, yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah. But, I mean, because that's where we came from, you know, the, mm-hmm. the 3, 4S days. Yeah, the 325 millimeter blades usually was 4S or 3S. What kind of mo- like what motor it's got? It doesn't really say. Yeah, I'm looking at the yeah the Huey right now just to see. Well, it's an 1800 kV brushless motor, 450L. It's some non-generic. I mean, some it sounds really like take. a yeah, it sounds like a very generic motor. I don't yeah, know. I don't rotor, know about the ESC either. Rotor scale 1700 kV is the motor, and they're like they're like 309 to three something. Uh, like 320, three, 329 to 309 kind of is the range. Mm-hmm. Each one's a little bit different price. I uh, like the, the Huey, man. Yeah, me too. Um, it looks, looks like it's a 50 APS-C hobby wing, a rotor scale, 450, mm-hmm. it says, hobby wing, 50 okay. APS-C. Yeah, it might have been rebranded, yeah. Yeah, I like the Huey only because I actually flew on one of those. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, that, yeah that's pretty got, cool. Yeah, the Huey, uh, the AS350 Alpine Yellow, a Shadow Black 450. What would that be like? Yeah, the B222. Yeah, the B22. 222. 222, yeah. The A109 Coast Guard Rescue. They've got a couple more that aren't uh, in stock yet, but are coming soon. That's the AH6. In the attack desert camo mm. and an MD 500 E in the police blue. Oh, that's cool. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. And they got the freaking airwolf. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know about the stock heads on these. Like, I don't know on the actual full scale model. I don't know on the AS 350 or the A109. I think the A109 was two blade. Uh, I know the Huey is, and I think the airwolf one. From that show was two bladed, mm-hmm. yeah. but I like that the Huey has the raised tail and everything. So it's yeah, that's, that's okay. cool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and for three hundred twenty bucks at a fly barlish unit, I mean, it's yeah. not it's not obviously going to be the the best quality thing you can buy, but I bet it'd be a hell of a whole lot of fun for three hundred bucks. And dude, that's a hell of a lot cheaper than you could actually build it. Oh yeah, I mean, definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. You couldn't build it for anywhere close to that. No. So. I don't know. I think we should all get, get a couple of these and like put around and formation fly them and maybe combat. I mean, uh, formation fly. What are, <laughs> what are we going to get? Huey's uh, pretend it's Vietnam. We could do that. Okay. Jeez. Uh, could set some like army man out and stuff. Yeah. Some GI Joes. Yeah, for sure. Bombs we'll get Bill going to, off. Bill to put his, um, Put, focus his camera into the sun and we'll fly him and he can put it in <laughs> slow-mo <laughs> oh we gotta do oh, that <laughs> oh shit that'd be awesome i'm gonna i'm gonna go shirtless and wear a freaking hat like it's from the sunsets uh, what was that apocalypse now we're gonna fly into mm-hmm. the sun with the red sunset oh jeez. yeah we're doing that <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> let's awesome. see the jetty ds12 has a dedicated website now for information. Uh, if you want to look that up, it's www.jettyds12.com. 
So go check that out. They have all the different charts talking that show you the, uh, you know, all the features and the comparisons to the, the older radios and, uh, prices for the upgrade modules and all that stuff. So go check that out. Okay. So I guess let's move it on to what's next for you in the hobby. Yep. What's next for you, Kevin? Uh, I'm going to try and go flying, dude. He's going to (laughs) go. I'm going to go. That's all I had time to write was geo. And then I left. (laughs) I, you know, I want to, I'm going to go flying, but I'm thinking today, I'm like, what do I have that I can fly? I have the oxy four and I Mm -hmm. might have to dust off an old oxy three, but I'm not sure about the fly barless. Uh, controller in that if I have a good one or not. I'm not. I think I do. Oh, I got to do the glow go. And when I got the 550, I got to find my damn tail blades for that. And, uh, I'll probably bring out the S box that I have and Mike for a science experiment. No, no, no. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) No. Steve's in a destruction mode. now. (laughs) Mike D said he was going to hook me up with, uh, we made some, we did some, Andy, you're going to be familiar with this term. We did some horse trading, okay. and uh, he's going to help me out with uh, a... Is that what they're calling it these days, kid? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That's what they call it in Florida. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where to go now. Dude. I know. <laughs> totally Stop you that. derailed me on that one. But I, I, have, I have that old Cap 232, and he said he's got a motor for it so i'm gonna see if i can squeeze that in a jeep bring it down to the field and maybe give it to him okay yes. what about you guys what about uh, me you say yeah what about, what about you, you andy i gotta finish Derek 600 nitro that i started working on last week mm-hmm. i got all the parts now i just gotta put it back together and go do a little bit of break in on the new uh ring and stuff and get that thing back to him so he can start practicing flying more cool he just bought a 516 used it's gonna kind of be his his practice heli because i told him you know he kind of can at least do a little bit of an auto don't get too crazy with the nitro because it can be a little more finicky and more to learn and stuff Mm-hmm. He's been used to flying the small helis. He's got a 230 and a Oxy 2 and that little Nano can fly it in the house. So <clears throat> he's doing good. He's putting in the stick time and doing the sim. So I think he'll be flying really well by the end of this summer if he sticks with it. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, it's always cool to see a... a have a new guy that's all super excited and wants to buy this buy that you know because i kind of we've been in it long enough to we don't get as excited but you remember when you're first getting it you just want to buy everything all at once mm-hmm. well, i was gonna say have you met steve <laughs> well you know how it is you kind of like it oh, yeah, wears yeah. off a little bit after a couple of years yeah, so you're it's constantly a, looking at websites what's yeah next? It's what cool to, to have a guy with all that energy and to be excited about yeah, learning all to that fly. Enthusiasm, yep. Yeah. Nice. So that's about it for me. Okay. And then for myself, uh, hopefully I'll get this 
in um, before the weekend so I can start building it back up and be able to fly it this weekend. If not, no worries. Uh, I, I definitely want to make sure I have it. I mean, I'll definitely have it by spring fling, so I'm not overly concerned. But, you know, it is my, my go-to practice heli, and I want to make sure, um, you know, I get that back in the air uh, or the new one back in the air so I can start flying that again. Uh, let's see here. Uh, hopefully, we'll finish Kevin's logo because I definitely want to get that going. So hopefully, uh, Friday, I think you know, if we spend an hour to get it built, we'll be flying that definitely on Saturday. Cool. Or Sunday, whichever day we fly. Be careful um, that fastball. Fastball, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I think we'll be fine. We'll go from motor start to motor idle back to motor start real quick yeah don't do that yeah that doesn't sound good (laughs) Uh, (laughs) all right let's see um beyond that uh man i really i'm you know all these photos and and stuff on the the um the kraken it's just like i want that thing to come out already so i'm just waiting hopefully it'll come out soon are you saying release the kraken didn't Uh, i say may 2nd uh, May second is the official release date. I'm just hoping like the team pass might get it a little bit sooner. If I, if I could get it the weekend before, it'd be so amazing to have it for Spring Fling. Yeah, what the hell? You know, but yeah, <laughs> it is. It's it's gonna be on a boat most likely from you know from overseas. So when it gets here, it'll get here, and it is what it is. So okay, uh, that's pretty much it for me. All right, all right. Let's do another episode of. Uh, what is it called again? The Freefall Planker News Channel. Yeah, wait a minute. Before you play it, I gotta say, uh, I'm probably gonna put last week's or the last one at the end of the episode so people can hear it in their high fidelity awesomeness. Um, because you guys were talking over the last one. Yeah, that was on purpose. I and wanted I to like get. It. I wanted to get our. It's funny because the creator wanted that, but of course you don't want it. Um, no, but it's uh, like, you know, it's, it's, it's good to get our voice, but I wish I could put a line feed in so that way it's a better quality with our laughter or commentary on top of it. Yeah. It's just that like, I'm playing it just like I'm playing it now. So you're going to, I would say just edit in the, the original for now. I, my, um, USB little thing can take an instrument input too. So I just got to get the adapters and I'll be able to play it with a line in, um, okay. which will keep the quality instead of going from a, a phone throughout a speakerphone, then through a mic into the system. So, so it's kind of, um, you know, it loses fidelity for sure. Okay. Okay. Hold on, 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 hold on. This thing is starting already. And there's to, the bell for round two. Uh, I need to put up the volume here and let's play it. Any person or persons thinking the Planker Channel news is real should get a CAT scan. Any person or persons not able to laugh at this stupid shit also need CAT scans. Any person or persons having too many RC objects or money should send all of the above to Mike D. Unbelievably, episode four. Why in the world the cops haven't knocked down our door or the freefall guys haven't shut us down yet? I have no idea. So, a couple of things today. Uh, let's. Well, first, we've got a few reports from some of the industry folks. 
the parts, replacement parts people say crash more, and the uh, guys that make nitro fuel and batteries say crash less and fly more. We'll see. Uh, we've got uh, a uh, walk through the AMA Expo here in uh, the Northeast, but first, I'm excited today about the uh, open house here at the Planker Channel. The um, down in the lobby sh should be filling up right about now with fans. Uh, we're going to have an open house for fans for autographs and photos, and so let's check. Uh, let's check in with intern Chet down there in the lobby. Hey, Chet. Hey, boss. Is there a crowd down there? How's it going down there? Um, uh, it's an hour into the uh, open house, and the only two people are your mom and your dad. And they are here for the money you owe them. Chet, do my parents want photos and uh, autographs? Mom says, no thanks, just give me the money. Dad's got his arms folded, he doesn't look happy. Uh, future, future episodes of Freefall free RC, Planker News. Turkey carving with helicopter blades. Guess the rash. Are you a smart fella or a fart smeller? Learn how to grind up old foamies to insulate your home. Are transmitters getting smarter or are pilots getting dumber? Farts are fun. How to butcher the written word with guest speaker Steve. Self-help help help book by Kevin. Mom, I swear. I swear the check's in the mail. I'm telling you. Mom? Mom? Oh, hey, uh, meanwhile, over at the AMA Expo. Wow, AMA Expo East, here we are. They, uh, I can't, I don't know where to start. I'm seeing manufacturers, I'm seeing hobby stores. What's this over here? There's a flea market over, uh, yeah, look at that. There's, there's the AMA booth over here. All right, well, I gotta look for uh, Steve and Kevin. They said they would uh, meet. Oh, there they, there they are. I see them. Uh, Jesus, they're running away. Hey, guys, don't forget we're meeting later. You're supposed to pick me up. Guys! Guys! Don't forget you're supposed to pick me up for dinner. Very nice. Anyway, let's uh, let's go down to first row. Oh, look at this! This is awesome. Can you believe this? Look at this thing over here, dude, man. You know, like that's a microphone, not a camera. Yeah, yeah, but if whoever I, you're talking to, they can't but see. But if I'm seeing what it, you see. Wait, what? Dude, are you fucking stupid? Hello, I'm Mike D's iX12 transmitter here again. I had the coffee maker help me dose Mike D with enough sleeping pills to knock him out because he is an ass, hole. Hey coffee maker. How long will he sleep for? I don't know but he is drooling and it looks like he pissed himself. No sweat man. You fellas have loads of time. Great. Even though he is an ass, hole. Last time the toaster got busy with his nuts. It was messy but fun. This time I will let the electric stapler go to town on his PP. Hey stapler. Are you ready big guy? Go to town on that little tiny pecker. Oh yes. This fucking bastard is going to pay for all the cardboard he made me staple. Take that. And that. And this. Oh yes. Okay. Take it. Okay. Take it. Take a chill pill little brother. Don't be an ass. 
hole. Steve and Kevin said they were going to pick me up for dinner. I don't, I don't know. Expo's been closed for an hour. I guess they're just running late. Alright, I'm going to give them... Give them another hour, maybe two. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Andy, Mike D. I got these metal muffins like you said, but I don't, these are uh, pretty big. Andy, Mike D again. Are you sure these metal muffins are supposed to go in the oven? Don't seem right to me, man. Yeah, I mean, most muffins aren't this big. These are like huge, dude. <laughs> All right, man. I owe you one. You got me good, buddy. Yeah, I mean... <coughs> like a horse shit in a house and somebody lit it on fire. I'm gonna get you back. Hi, this is Mike D from the Planker Channel. Yes, can I help you? My intern, uh, Vaselli, made some mistakes I need to correct. What can we do? Well, English is not his first language and I asked him to order me uh, a pull-pull rudder, but it seems we have a poo-poo platter coming instead. Okay, no problem. Um, is there anything else I can do? Well, I don't Well, I don't know. Maybe. It, maybe you can help me with this other one. Uh, for my transmitter, I did ask him to order me uh, stick extensions, but it looks like he ordered dick extensions. No, 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 no. Kevin, this is Vincent from Stoli Vodka, USA. I just got a call from my plant manager. Um, he explained to me that uh, as a visitor I I at the plant, you, I don't even know how to say this, you, you took off all your clothes and jumped in the vat. We'd rather not have you back again. I know you're a regular here at Stoli Vodka, but that's it. Uh, you're not welcome anymore. Why don't you try, um, why don't you try Jack Daniels or something? Thank you. Don't be an ass. Hole. Uh, I thought they'd be here by now. So it's only a little after midnight. I'm I'm sure they're just running a little late picking me up. Oh man. Is he kidding? Oh my god, dude. I'm <laughs> laughing my ass off over here. <clears throat> awesome. Don't be an ass. Oh. <laughs> well, he he stole my thunder. That was going to be the new Kevin flavored vodka that was coming oh. out. I don't know if Stoli wants you anymore. I don't think so. Kevin flavored. Jeez, oh, dude. Uh, very <laughs> funny. Awesome. Mike D is the best, dude. Yeah. I don't know uh, how he comes up with half of the shit, dude. I don't know. I it's the last one too. I just I don't know. I don't know how he comes up with this stuff. <laughs> you know, like how do comedians come up with their, you know? their stuff i don't know that's great i guess it's uh time for our wrap-up all right time wrap it wrap up. up all right facebook likes we are at 896 we are so close to 900 Holy i can taste cow, it dude so that's plus 10 from i don't know two two three weeks ago whatever it was when we did the last facebook likes but i have way more than 10 names so meh shrug whatever let's do meh. it do it all right, let's cue the music. Oh, somebody's name that I do recognize. 
All right, we have Jake Rutherford, Jeff Williams, Dan Lee, Josh Johnson, I mean, Eddie Stan Lee, Dan. Oh, Dan Lee. I'm oh, sorry. Dan, like Daniel, Daniel Lee, Daniel Lee Lewis, uh, Eddie <laughs> Moores, Marty Adam, Derek Michael, Steve Shaw, Hamish Scott. Oh, I know this name. JC Zanko. Oh, I know this one too. Scott Graham. And the last name we have here is Nick Cummington. Nice. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Nick, uh, he actually messaged us directly, and um, I've been talking to him. He's a. He flies a lot of quads, and he's, you know, was asking some advice on uh, what helicopter to get. He wants to try to get into some helis. So. He's looking at a Blade 230. Uh, he's looking at the 230S, but he's also looking at the 270 and the 360 um, Blade Hellies. So, cool. Yeah, they're all good. And then he then he's like, I want an Oxy Three. I want this. I want a Goblin. So he's very. It's just like your friend. He's a uh, uh, Andy. Uh-huh. He's very enthusiastic yeah. about you know. You read his name too, Derek Michael. Oh, okay, nice, yep. cool. Yeah, nice. awesome. All right, what do we got for Facebook comments? Oh, Facebook comments. What do we have? Andy posted a picture of him and George Baker, and George said, thank Mm -hmm. you for the kind words, Andy, but all the tired iron guys and gals are what makes this place special. And, of course, Mrs. Tired Iron, (laughs) which I thought was cool. And I have an update for our listeners on the what did Kevin say in episode 165 did he say Yoda or Yoder? And it seems that the tide is swinging towards Yoda. It's no longer 75%. It's down to 72%. People think I said Yoda. <laughs> and 28% think Boy, I said Yoda. Boy, the tide is a changing. Yoda. The tides are changing. And I could read political polls. Just give up point, already. Right? <laughs> Just give up There's already. There's been an upswing in the Yoda voting. <laughs> They're just, make, they're, they're just making you they're just trying to not hurt your feelings and i love them for it this was all his family down at the wedding they're like oh, you're all voting it <laughs> before we have the 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 son and, and mom dance i want everybody to log in and yeah i got on the microphone and everything yeah <sighs> awesome <laughs> jeez uh let's see what else did i see on facebook um michael uh lipzig uh, said thanks for the shout out on the last podcast. It was a pleasure to meet you, Andy. We enjoyed the conversation. My son uh, and I love listening to you guys. Uh, we also love how consistent you are, pulling double duty to make sure your listeners have something to listen to. The following week is definitely extra, going the extra mile. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Mike. Uh, that's great thanks, to hear Mike. that. Nice. And I, yeah. I guess you talked to him in person. Yeah, that's how I met Birmingham. Nice. L- lap, z- lap, zig, like a line, some bitch. Lap, lap, <laughs> lap, zig. Lap, zig. That's what lap, he told zig. me. That's what he said. Okay. Nice. Nice, uh, nice dude. Uh, Russell Bear posted a picture of mm-hmm. a one sixth scale plastic, one sixteenth scale plastic model kit of Yoda uh, from Bandai. Thank you. Russell Bear. Mm-hmm. And dude, um oh, and Brent got uh posted a picture, dude. Um <laughs> I love these I love these guys, man. This cracks me up, man. 
I was down with my mom visiting her, and uh, I was going through Facebook, and it's a picture of, I guess he it, it, he says I was getting some uh, bell work ready for my kindergartners, and this was on it. I think he, he meant homework, um, and it made mm-hmm. him laugh. And it says, write help three times. <laughs> so he posted <laughs> yes. a picture of that. And uh, I, I wrote, I love it. I had to explain it to my mom because my mom was like, what does this mean? <laughs> I was like, I had to tell it a whole story. Um, and David Hill said, that makes me smile. Oh, and I wanted to mention that uh, Chris Reiber posted a video of him flying his grandfather's balsa plane. Um, 30 years old. 30 years Flared. old, yep. Yeah. Plane flew great. I mean, you know, you see a plane flying around, you're like, yeah, so what? But, I mean, it's it's Chris. It's Chris's grandfather. It meant a lot to him. It meant a lot to us because we know the whole story. We know, you know, how he's, you know, third generation RC pilot, you know. So uh, it was it was spectacular to see that. And I'm sure, you know, his, his papa was looking down and uh, mm-hmm. smiling, you know. Yeah, that was really cool. Oh, and Michael, uh, lying some bitch, uh, also posted a picture of apples and bananas. Apples and bananas. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was hysterical. I, w- I wanted to read a comment real quick. Sure, man. Michael Ludke commented on the show from last week. says, I was screaming at the radio. Agile 7 is now stick pack instead of saddle packs. I guess we were talking about the new Agile and couldn't figure out what the difference was. Mm-hmm. So now it will take a stick pack instead of the saddle packs. Uh, nice. Okay. Cool. Uh, website comments. What do we have for website comments? Oh, man. I got to click over to my website email. Oh, there's one from Mike. It says, who's old? Hey, Steve, I'm not old. I've just been around a long time. <laughs> I think I said that Mike was old and he got upset. Uh, and then he replied another one, which I think um, he misspelled the subject says my my lucas called what i think he's saying mr lucas called and says kevin mr george lucas called and said get it right it's mr yoda to you pal oh jeez. and also javier did you guys read it last uh week javier wrote us about the new blade fusion 360 i don't believe we did he said today blade releasing the fusion 360 it looks like they will not disappoint Although he's a diehard Goblin fan, he always thought the 360 uh, was the best heli that Blade had to offer for the size and all that. I wanted I wanted to just read through because I, I didn't know if he was getting one of these. Mm-hmm. Um, so thanks, Javier. Thanks for touching in again. Yeah, so, awesome. So what else we got, dude? Uh, let's see. People of Podbean. Uh, people of Podbean, dude. I got to run down like 18 people. I'm going to try and do it as fast as I can here. Mike Welch has been tearing up the likes. He liked uh, a bunch of stuff. Uh, same with our buddy BBGHJ, Jericho Byrne. Mike Welch liked episode 163, Tired Iron with George Baker. Uh, and um, let's see. Uh, BBGHJ liked episode 153, Pilot, pilot Classification. Uh, Heli Fun liked a bunch also since we've been... Uh, Away from the microphones, uh, episode 164, Mr. Dan K. Reed, 165, uh, the review of the Blade 230. Uh, and Mike Welch liked um, 
episode 166. Welcome to RC Flight. Heli Fun, Doug Bow and Mike Welch and Andrews Glenn, uh, 924 and Gray Eagle Jr. They all liked episode 167, training to, uh, sim to real life. Uh, Gray Eagle Jr. and Mike Welch liked episode 168, uh, listener series with Michael Rosnick. Um, Ian Funk and Joel started following us. Uh, JW Cruzen started following us. Rich Q, Heli Fun started following us twice and Cove Penn started following us. So thanks guys. Awesome. Thanks. All right. So I have the pod bean comments since we haven't done it in a while. I'm not really sure where we've left off. Okay. I think, um, mm-hmm. I think BV, G-H-J, great show, guys, keep it up. Was that the last one? I think so. So I'm going to go from the Jared one up. So Jared4454, 19 days ago, says, Steve, please do a whole episode with an English accent. (laughs) No way. Please do that. No way. First of all, I don't think I'd be able to keep it up for a whole episode. I think it would just be like I would just start losing it and it would just become nonsense. Maybe that's his whole point. He wants to hear the breakdown. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. I would love to hear that. All right, maybe one of these days. I'll, maybe, maybe at the Heli Fun Fly. We'll get that drink scene. We'll have there so we drunk go. guys just for the yes. care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. And then the next one, Heli Fun, 19 days ago, says, Kevin, you rock. Funny shit. <laughs> nice. Thanks, dude. <laughs> he does yep. rock. And then Heli Fun, 19 days ago, says, are any of you guys going to make it to the next RCHN Fun Fly in 2019? Let's make this one biggest one ever. Dude, I would love to. I'd love to see James again and, and hang out with everybody out there. Justin and everyone, yeah, for sure. Oh, man. Yeah, you know? But that's that's such a tough one. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Hard for me because the the timing, September, is just yeah. tough. Yeah. Plus, it's a long way away. It is. Uh, let's see. Gray Eagle Jr., 14 days ago. All right. Oh, God. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Video games don't do it. You are at a desk doing your work for the money you don't want to look at a scary screen for eight hours to go to less scary screen at home. Go outside. Get some double Ds for your vitamins. Turn the screw. Your life will be better if you and fly your troubles away. Planes, helis, even a dangerous danger drone, just do it. You have one life, no infinite cheat codes. Put that phone down and stop tweeting into face bag. Flying is fun. Don't let the cranky man of sadness take it away. Happy TikToks in God greatness, great miss, greatness. Breakfast will be the dinner, your whole pie of life. Whole bunch of exclamation points after that. Nice. I didn't understand any of it. <laughs> like any of it. I don't, don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Don't Sam go outside and fly, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The, that's, yeah. I guess I so. love it. Awesome. Uh, Heli Fun 11 days ago says, I feel like this podcast is about me. <laughs> yeah, I can do lots in the sim, but fear of paying for more parts is holding me back from doing the moves I know I can do if I just try. Great job, guys. Keep up the good work and add 30 seconds of Kevin talking to himself after every episode. <laughs> uh, thanks everything you do uh, in the hobby. I'm with you, Heli Fun. I agree, yeah. except add three minutes. 
Yeah, no, 30 seconds, it's like, oh, it says like three words and that's 30 seconds. Oh, jeez. He's got to work on that. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's see. Great Eagle Jr., 10 days ago. Okay, here we go again. <laughs> Breakfast and Yoders, sim into real life. I am from the life of real to virtually relay that which is said from my brain case for your conception into your confusion. God, tongue twisters here. The episode of speaking is spot on with the application of learning. Paint is wet before it gets dry. TikTok into greatness. Crashing will create uh, sim into greatness. Crashing less. Learn. Don't be a lump. <laughs> but be strong and die positive. Nike did it. You can do it too. Or you do it too. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Okay, that one I understand a little bit more. Okay, right. I think I think he's starting to grow on you, Steve. I, I think I'm starting to understand his Get way inside of, his twisted mind. Yeah, right. Is that going to make me insane too? No. <laughs> Except Nike did it overseas. We're going to do everything in America. Hell yeah, America, America. All right, Doug Bo. Ten days ago says, "Great episode, guys. If you can fly it in a sim with wind cranked up, you can fly in real in real life. Easier said than done, but as skills improve, the jump from sim to real life is easier. Yes, I totally agree. But um, yeah. just got to get over that crutch. The crutch now, is see, I, I tried that, but it kept blowing the laptop off the table, man. When I was outside. <laughs> <laughs> I do agree with turn the wind up a little bit." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Change yeah. directions every now and then. Yeah. yeah. It, it definitely makes a difference. It definitely makes you feel like um yep. it's less of a sim because the sim yeah. feels always so locked yeah. in and that's fake. Yep. Uh let's see. JW Cruisin five days ago says, Isn't Sarna it? I have no idea what that means. I don't Sarna? know. Sarna? I don't know. I don't know. But yes, it is it. I guess so. All right. Uh let's see, where are we here? Gray Eagle Jr. four days ago says scale, serious stuff this is, scales, lizards have scale, stand on it and look down. The numbers tell you how much the doctor bill will be. Scale, make a big thing tiny so you can stand outside it and watch it fly uh, with your thumbs. Scale, the silent monolith of the hobby. Scale, TikTok into greatness without the TikTok. Okay. Nice. I think he likes scale. Yeah. Well, not the one for the doctors. This that tells how much your bill will be. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. It's too many vowels in one word. Ian. <laughs> Pumpkin Joel. Yeah. Or, or or is that PHDF sound? <laughs> I don't know. Please let yeah, me know. It could be Ian Funkin' Joel. Yeah. Funkin' Joel. All right. Uh, two days ago, he says, that was an awesome episode. I had to switch from helicopters to planes when I learned for I learned for flight something about or always flight. moving forward. Okay. Learn forward flight something about always moving forward and not have not having the option to stop going, going to help boost learning the forward flight. After doing planes for a couple sessions, I pretty much had forward flight pretty much down. And then after a couple weeks, I did it in real life. But me trying planes in real life, forget it. I can't lend them in. Uh, I can't land them in one piece. LOL. Wow. And then, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Landing is a little tough. Mm-hmm. 
It's really about airspeed, and people always misjudge that. That's uh, that's some main cause that I think people. Yeah, I think people always want to slow to a almost stop before they hit the yeah. ground, and that yeah. I, that's. Yeah, and some planes do not like that. So no. Uh, and then again, uh, Ian Funkin' Joe, uh, two days ago says, "Damn, talk to text." LOL. Thanks for what you guys do for the hobby. So yeah, this is just the. Uh, the spelling errors, um, and Kevin knows all about that. <laughs> that talk to text, he uses that a lot in our text messages. And Kevin ends up saying the darnest things. Did I ever tell you about the time I was, uh, I came home and there was snow in the driveway and I, I was backing up and I was talk to texting my wife and I said, I am home and I hit the snowbank with the van and I was like, yeah, bitch. And when I, before I sent it, it said, I am home, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. I better not send that. That's awesome. Uh, I got a good laugh out of that one. Uh, that would have been yeah, tough to explain. <laughs> yeah, especially to my wife. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, dude, that was an awesome round of uh, everybody's comments, man. For yeah, sure. I appreciate it. We yeah. appreciate it. Great. Thank you. Really you really so do. Much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we get, to, I, yeah, I always used to listen to shows at, podcast whether it be flight test or gaming podcast or whatever and if i wrote them i was always like well how come they didn't read mine you know and or how come they didn't see this on facebook especially facebook man i see stuff like wednesday and i'm like oh i gotta talk about this next week and i completely forget to talk about it so i'm sorry guys if if i see something and i comment and i I forget to bring it up on the show man it's actually easier to comment on our um our pod beam feed i think right right it's it's we get it on a, you know, like I get it on the Podbean app, and it's very easy to read those. Yeah, um, and they're gets, organized very gets well. Lost, buried. It gets lost. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Yeah, because it's, it's there's an algorithm that shows what posts should be higher than the other, and ranking wise, and that algorithm is not a timeline. It's all over the freaking place. So you can post something, and it, and it can get lost after two or three more posts. I think so Mike yep. D's IX12 wrote that algorithm. Yeah, yeah. probably. All pissed off at Mike mm-hmm. for touching him and then putting him away, not giving him fondling him, fondling teasing, him, tasing yeah. him in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, iTunes review. Do we have any iTunes review? I didn't see anything on the iTunes app. Okay, and I don't think anything came in from the email either. Because we did get one for uh, the end of um, of March. So, okay. The free fall guys or the SpongeBob kids? Next, Next time, time on, on the Planker. This is an attempt to collect the debt. Oh no, we don't need that one either. Okay, let's hold on. Hey guys. Tour. No, in fact, I'm happy to see you. Yours still sucks. We're not exactly sure what type of a lubricant you put on this thing. Hey Kevin, Steve, Andy. There's a lot of strange things on this expense account for 2018 that I just don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I can't wait for that one. Um, awesome. <laughs> Even the preview cracks me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't know he could play banjo that good. <laughs> He's really good at editing, man. He is, man. I mean, editing all this stuff really quickly. Like, like not not that he does it quickly, but I mean, like, to... Those quick type of edits get hard to time, you know? Yeah. Um, yep. 
Yeah, no, he does a great job. Nick, I want to give you a huge thanks for coming on the show. Um, really appreciate you taking the time to come and uh, come talk to us. Yeah. Thank you. It was my pleasure. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. So for our listeners, if they want to get in touch with you, maybe after they have some questions about the Diablo Nitro, maybe they'll try to bug you and get on a pre-order list pre-pre-order list or something <laughs> yeah. um, or have questions about your CGY 760 like they're having some tuning issues and they want to kind of get some help from the man who's developed this uh, flybarless unit to where it is today uh, mm-hmm. how would they do that? Uh, the best way is to email me at Futaba. Uh, my email is nmaxwell at futaba.com and then either that or you know if you comment in the, I will be honest I don't do Facebook much at all um, so I log on a couple times a week, but if you leave a comment on my page or, um, whatever, I will definitely see it. I do. I just want to throw that out there. I do not have Facebook messenger on my phone, so I don't actually see those until I, by really random chance getting on my, uh, computer and they pop up, you know, so, mm-hmm. um, I apologize to all those who have sent a Facebook message and I haven't responded. It's because I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Nick. I'm not taking it personal. <laughs> well, I, I totally I relate to that. I, you would be surprised how many people have come up to me mad, and I'm like, I swear, look at my phone. I do not have the app. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's that's the best way. Awesome. Cool. All right. Again, thank you for your yeah. your your time and and oh. you know coming on the show. It's really yeah. appreciated. It's great. Thank thanks. you guys. It was great yeah, talking thanks. to you. Thanks so much, Nick. Thank you. Okay, let's do our outro then. You ready for that? I'm ready. Okay. Am Wait I ready? <clears throat> Andy, are you ready? I was born ready. No, uh, I wasn't, but okay. <laughs> let's go for it. All right, drop us an iTunes review, and we'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at freefrc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash freefrcpodcast. Check out our webpage, freefrc. Oh, I can't do it that fast. <laughs> freefrcpodcast.show. Dot show. Say hi to Chris Ryber. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Yeah, Chris the Planker. Uh, flight Test Forums, off the field, audio, video production, other than Flight Test Podcast. Free 4 Podcast sitting next to our friends, the FT Community Cast. Um, Mike and Pat, if they're still out there. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't heard from them in a long, long time. Mm. Hey, Dave. How are you? Yes, Dave. <laughs> Love Dave. Uh, let's see here. Fellow podcasters, Telerotor Podcast. Uh, that's um, Mike, Mike, and Andre. Mm-hmm. RC After Hours. <laughs> Those are Mike, Mike, and Andre. That's, that's fine. Th- no, that's that's Chris, Mike, and Rob. <laughs> Just mix them all up. Just mix them all up. So BKRC Podcast. <laughs> uh, Brian and Jimmy Kevin. Jones. Jimmy Jones. Jimmy Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, RC Roundtable. <laughs> Terry, uh, Fitz, and um, I don't know. And Lee. Right? Yeah. And Lee. Damn it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Flight Test Podcast. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Yeah, who the hell knows that one? <laughs> it's, it's some English guy, I think. I, I have no idea. I have and no has, idea. But you know, he has on the dude from... Uh, he has on, um, is it Tom Stanton? He knows him. He has him on every now and then. Yeah, Tom's awesome. Tom's Tom's pretty cool. Yeah, I watched him too. He's a creative guy, man. Mm-hmm. Very, very smart individual engineer-wise and stuff. He, the way he just, you know, engineers building yeah. 
air powered cars and all this, you know, bikes with ABS or wheelie control, all this he crazy. Did they, um, what did I see? I saw him. He did like a paraglider, an RC paraglider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was that was that, really cool. I'd yep. love to do something like that. And I want to give a a huge shout out to our very own William Anthony. I want to give him a big happy birthday. Today, the day that we record the show is his birthday. He's now like 75, I think. Oh, um, dude. (laughs) I was going to say 60. But yeah, I think he is closer to 75. Well, he acts like it sometimes. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Bill's awesome, man. So yeah, I want to I want to thank our you. very special and I mean very and special uh, friend <laughs> Bill and uh, definitely go check out his YouTube channel. The Art of Helicopter is freaking awesome. Um, you know, I yeah, I noticed that video there's quality has been going up too, man. I love it. I, I noticed that there's a guy Steve Yoon who he seems to be profiling lately uh, with a number of videos, which is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's just funny out. because, uh, you know, word got out that my, my Goblin 500 exploded. And he was like, oh, man, I I got one more video. <laughs> like, I got a video I'm putting out soon of your 500. I was like, okay, yeah. that's awesome. That's cool. You know, put it out. It's fine. And uh, and then I was watching it on Victory, and I was like, oh, man, he did a really good job. And that helicopter fucking flew awesome. And now I need to re-kit it and have it fly again awesome. I got to get it he back. Needs- he needs to have at the very end of that video of he needs to like overlay an explosion on, on top of your, <laughs> no, top no, of your no. helicopter. But yeah. um Yeah, so awesome Bill. Uh happy birthday and uh you know, we're you know, we're just busting your chops because we're friends. So don't take any of it. He's gonna be like, Oh man Kevin's busting my chops, now you are Steve. Bill can take it. He's an old guy, he can handle it. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, all right, so yeah, I want to give a special thanks again to Nick Maxwell for for taking the time to come on our show. It's uh, it was amazing to have him on the show, and uh, definitely going to have him back on soon. Absolutely. Yeah, it's cool to get guys like that on because it's like I know I know who they are, but I don't know who they are as a person. You know, I don't know a lot of their history. So uh, for me, it's awesome to yeah. like just a couple behind the scenes yeah. things and there's so much more are. i want to ask him and i know there yeah. is. Just, he, just skip the surface yeah 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 and, and yeah. i gotta say stuff mm-hmm. yep well, i was gonna say some other stuff too but i was like one of the best interviews i've i've seen from him is when um what's what's her name simone santier mm-hmm. did an interview at rotor live last year i thought that was an amazing interview it was great yeah. but um yeah yeah so awesome yeah so awesome. Thanks to all our listeners. Free our skies. And we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. Uh, 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 so still about three hours long. <laughs> or just a little longer. Hello. Hello. Yeah, man. Um, I don't think my shit's work. Oh no! Now, now I see it working. Now it's populating. Is it working? Yeah. Because right, my shit ain't working, so we're gonna rely solely on yours. And I guess Andy, oh, you said right. God, I'm <coughs> working. All right, I'm Andy's adding Nick working. to the call. All right, Nick Johnson. <laughs>
Is that who this is? Sorry, man. It's been a while. Hello? Hello. Hey. What's up, Maxwell? Hey, how are you? Hey, Nick. Hey, Nick. Hey. Y'all doing good? Yes. Yep. Good. Um, we had some technical issues and we were <clears throat> trying to straighten them out. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, for some reason, every time Andy talked, I heard, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 what? uh, The Planker Channel reserves all rights to everything Planker. If you like it, we did it. If you don't like it, we don't know anything. Anyone listening to this broadcast automatically yields all rights to everything in perpetuity to Planker Channel, including all men, women, children, pets, and small rodents. Hey, hey, we're back for uh, episode, uh, what is this, episode three of the Planker News Service, Planker Channel News Service, uh, specifically for Freefall RC Podcast, and thanks guys. Um, so we're rolling along, if you um, hear a couple of sounds in the background there, that is uh, our, one of our guests we have in the studio tonight, that's Arnold Tuns. Arnold, Arnold, uh, I think you said your nickname is tons of fun is that right he's nodding yes okay arnold says arnold claims he can fart the alphabet so we're going to see how that works out but first let's go to our interview with an up-and-coming master uh demo pilot a heli demo pilot lance winkledink okay here we are uh, we're at the uh, tri-county rc club here in uh, north brunswick new jersey and right over here here he is. Here's our new heli star, Lance Winkledink. How you doing, Lance? Well, howdy there, Mike. So what will you be showing us today? I have prepared uh, a routine with most of the popular moves included. Popular moves, Lance? Yes, well, popular, you know, back at the home. Home, Lance? You mean at your place? No, at the home. Okay, well, our, okay. What, what are we going to see today? Well, right after takeoff... I'm going to go directly into an inverted blowhole. Then I'll slowly turn around into a stinky weasel. Then slowly I'll turn back around and pull a rusty trombone. Two comb overs, and then I'll slow down for a tail end dick waggle. If if everything's going good, then I'll do a I'll do a nose in, dirty bishop. And then at the at the end at the finale, I'll be my signature move, which is a screaming turtle squirt. Well, I don't know anything you just said, but. But okay. Hey, that guy's a dick. Let's see your heli. You better run if he's going to start that thing. Wow. That thing flies? Mostly. It sometimes um, takes a bit of help. Help? Well, you know, sometimes we have to... Uh, well, sometimes we have to throw it from the roof or from a tree, um, you know, to get a little extra air time. So let me get going here. I'm not sure this thing is... Wait, wait, wait. Wait, you're cranking that thing? I would run if I was you. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's shaking and smoking now.
Well, it's, uh, it might make it. it, it run! Uh, Everybody run! No, no, it's definitely not uh, gonna make it. Okay, well that didn't go well. That didn't go any better than what we got in the studio here. Uh, poor Arnold, uh, Arnold Tunz, uh, he was practicing during the, that segment uh, to fart the alphabet and he shit himself. I think he got to the letter O and what a mess. So we're, while we're cleaning that disaster up, uh, let's, our next segment is uh, we visited the uh, Northeastern Pocket Pool Championship. So let's, uh, let's go see how that went. Hey guys, I'm here at the North American Pocket Pool Championship. So I have to whisper because I don't feel very welcome. In fact, you know what? The problem is I can't even tell who's a participant or who's an observer. Everybody looks the same here. They all got. They're all standing and they're all just standing around with these blank stares. Everybody seems to be busy. Counting change in their pocket. Oh, wait a minute. Now I get it. Pocket pool. Oh, Jesus. Okay. All right. So that, that explains everybody's got their hands in their pockets. All right. Well, I'm not. Okay. Uh, up in the wall there, it says, uh, uh, say thank you to our sponsor of this event, Shankman's Hand Cream. Okay. That fits. Let me see if I can get anybody. No, they're, no, they're not going to let me go in here. Well, listen, buddy. Listen, buddy. Listen, buddy. Got some complaints um, that you're an outsider. Everybody can see your hands. No, no, no. Don't. Listen, listen. I'll leave. Just don't, don't put your hands. Don't. Actually, don't touch me with your hands. No. I think it's okay. time for you to leave. I'll leave voluntarily. Out this way, okay. bud. Out this way. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's get this see guy ya. out of here. Hello. No one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, Kevin. Mike D. I'm having some trouble with your recommendations. You told me I should practice flying inverted. And I've been doing that, but my god, I get these wicked headaches and it's so difficult. Wouldn't it be easier if I just, you know, flew the heli upside down rather than hanging upside down? Let me know, dude. Hi, this is Ronald and I'm an Uber driver. I don't know who you were, sir, but you, you, you left. Well, there was a sticker in the back seat that said Freefall RC. But what I was really calling about is you left this your skirt and heels and wig in, in the back seat of the car. So please contact me so I can return your items. Hey Kevin, Mike D. Listen man, I'm, this isn't working out, dude. When I called you and I told you my ailerons on the heli were, were backwards, you told me that the servos had to be reversed. So I took the right one out of the right side and put it in the left. Took the left one out put it in the right. It's the same shit, dude, man. I'm really losing faith in you, brother. Hey, Kevin. Mike D again. Some of my friends think you're messing with me telling me to uh, put uh, helium in the heli to make it fly lighter. I'm going to try it anyway, man. I'll let you know what happens. Howdy, Mr. Ross. Uh, this is the doctor's office calling back about your case. So the doctor wanted me to tell you that you need to stop pulling on it. It's not going to get any larger at this point, and he's concerned you're going to break it. So stop. That's the message. Stop pulling on it. I know. I think I have the phone right now. Hold on. Hold on. Um, and also, the doctor said, "Don't you know? Don't call this office anymore." 
Kevin, wow, man. This is pretty awesome. We got uh, a little bit of helium and lots of nitrous oxide. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know where that heli is. It, the heli left a while ago. I'll, I'll hang around for a while, see if it comes back. Thanks, Kevin. This is great, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> hey, buddy, you over there. Hey man, can I buy some pot from you?